You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpel965.com. News Talk 96.5, K-P-E-L, Brobridge, Lafayette. It's the House's turn. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News, that after policing reform bills stalled in the Senate. It is deeply problematic to meet this moment with a menial, incremental approach. Democratic leader Chuck Schumer prefers the House version. President Trump does not. They want to take away a lot of uh, the strength from our police and from law enforcement generally, and we can't live with that. Fox's Rachel Sutherland has more live. Dave, the House is expected to vote today on police reform legislation crafted by Democrats. It includes language limiting qualified immunity, making it easier to sue police officers in civil court. The Democrats' bill also bans chokeholds on a federal level and no-knock warrants in federal drug cases, as well as lowering the bar for prosecuting officers. House lawmakers planning a news conference on the East Steps this morning ahead of the vote. Dave. Rachel, in Tucson, Arizona, the police chief resigned. So did three officers over the death of a Hispanic man during an arrest in April. He suffered a cardiac arrest. Three officers were fired in Wilmington, North Carolina, for what they were captured on video saying in their cop cars. Two conversations included disrespectful language, hate-filled speech, and referring to black people as the N-word. That's Wilmington Police Chief Donnie Williams. In Georgia, three white men arrested in the killing of a black man. Ahmad Arbery, who was shot while out jogging, had been indicted on murder charges. They had claimed that they believed he was a robber. The coronavirus keeps getting worse in many states. Record cases from Florida to Texas to Arizona to California. Governor Gavin Newsom says more people are also getting sick, needing an intensive care. ICU numbers are increasing in the state of California, not at the rate of hospitalizations, but at a clip of about 18%. More state and local leaders requiring masks. Some reopenings have been paused. America's listening to Fox News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No. Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. Not long after Republicans moved their convention celebrations, including President Trump's big renomination speech, to Jacksonville, Florida, so they could have a bigger crowd, Democrats are planning something much different. Democrats will hold a mostly virtual convention in August. The convention will still be August 17th through the 20th in Milwaukee, but will feature live broadcast and online streaming. Organizers say delegates will be asked not to travel to Milwaukee 
A process is being developed to allow delegates to vote on all matters, including the nomination for president, remotely. Joe Biden, the presumptive nominee, does plan to accept the nomination in person, but that event could be scaled down without a large in-person audience. In Washington, Jared Halpern, Fox News. The president will hit the road again today, his third state in less than a week. President Trump is set to visit Fincantieri Marinette Marine, a naval shipbuilder, discussing jobs and an expansion plan at the Wisconsin shipyard. The president will later tape a Fox News town hall in Green Bay. That's Fox's Jeff Manasso. The PGA's next golf tournament just teed off about 20 minutes ago in Connecticut. The field entering today's Travelers Championship is slightly smaller. Five golfers withdrawing from the event, all in connection to the coronavirus. Cameron Champ withdrew on Tuesday after testing positive for COVID-19, becoming the second PGA Tour competitor to test positive in as many weeks. Caddies for both Brooks Kepka and Graham McDowell also contracted the virus forcing both golfers to skip the travelers with Webb Simpson and Chase Kepka also bowing out out of an abundance of caution. PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan continuing to assure the safety of players and staff entering today's action in Connecticut. Working in a world of uncertainty, these are the things you worry about, but also rest assured that the PGA Tour will always do the right thing. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. On Wall Street, Dow futures are down more than 100 points the day after a big 710-point decline on renewed coronavirus worry. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Good morning. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick, Acadiana's Morning News. 82 degrees your high today. Showers and storms in the forecast. Tomorrow, that's the hair and dust really sets in. It'll be 86 degrees tomorrow. Your full forecast from Daniel Phillips, KATC, is coming up. The Acadiana region is outpacing others in the state in new COVID-19 cases, with the younger demographic being the most problematic age group. Dr. Tina Stefanski, Regional Medical Director of the Office of Public Health, hopes that young adults will begin to heed the advice of health officials, as it will help protect those more at risk for outcomes. You can see the latest numbers at kpel965.com. Case numbers down about 40% day-to-day from Tuesday to Wednesday, We'll see where today leaves us. Thieves broke into a popular Lafayette restaurant early Wednesday morning, and it was all caught on camera. They started at a hot food express and then broke into a couple of gaming machines near the restaurant's entrance. The owner of the restaurant said in a Facebook post, the money often used to help feed the homeless in Lafayette. About $1,000 in damage was done. You can see that surveillance video at kpel965.com. Local musician and former paramedic Jamie Bajron has released a video after his termination from Acadian Ambulance. The local entertainer was recently terminated by the employer after he posted questionable memes on Instagram. Bajron says he feels like he was targeted, and he says that those who targeted him have actually hurt the many people who rely on paramedics in our community. He said the memes had no racial intent, and those who know him best know he is no racist. You can see that video at kpel965.com. The House approves legislation protecting public and private schools from civil lawsuits by students or teachers who may claim they got COVID on school grounds. A meet representative, Robbie Carter, says the school board superintendent told him this bill was crucial to having students back in the classrooms come fall. The vote was 82 to 17. Another bill places an 8% tax on net revenue from online fantasy sports contests. It's heading to the governor's desk after it got final legislative approval yesterday. The money would generate about $375,000 a year, and that money will reportedly go towards funding early childhood education. 
Back in 2018, voters in 47 of the 64 parishes legalized fantasy sports betting. The family of a gay teenager stabbed in the neck and wrists believes 18-year-old Holden White of Kaplan was the victim of a hate crime. Police have arrested 19-year-old Chanch Seneca and charged him with attempted second-degree murder, but no hate crime charges have been added. Legal analyst Franz Bogart says police officers and prosecutors sometimes do not want to pursue hate crime charges because it makes the case more complicated. Bogart says the evidence has to be clear that the attack occurred because Holden White was gay. White is in intensive care, but his family says his condition is improving. The state's only current medical marijuana grower announces it will lower its prices as a result of a new law that greatly expands access to treatment. Wellcona CEO John Davis says the price reduction will allow pharmacies to sell the product at the average price for the nation's more mature markets. The law expanding access goes into effect on August 1st. In Homer, a Confederate monument that was once prominent at the Claiborne Parish Courthouse lawn has been removed. The Claiborne Parish Police Jury voted unanimously last week to have the 9-foot-tall, 8,000-pound monument removed. The monument had been on the courthouse lawn since 1940. New Orleans Mayor LaToya Cantrell announces the city will enforce facial coverings. Here's Brooke Tharrington with more. This is mandatory in the city of New Orleans. Face coverings. Cantrell says in addition to police, the enforcement team will be staffed from code enforcement, safety and permits, the state office of alcohol and tobacco control, and the state fire marshal. They will be doing inspections. They will be giving citations. They will be moving forward, closing businesses down if they do not comply. I'm Brooke Thorrington. As coronavirus hospitalizations tick up across the nation, the American Psychiatric Nurses Association says they're seeing significant mental health impacts on health care providers that work on the front lines. APNA President Terry Dilks says because patients are having to die alone to mitigate the spread of the virus, nurses are having to offer the comfort that family members normally would. And that is taking a toll. When they leave, they bring that home with them. And oftentimes they can't talk about it because they don't want to bring their family members down or they're worried that they're exposing their family members. While many states and hospitals are offering counseling for health care workers, Dilks encourages those with family members and loved ones working on the front lines to be extra supportive during this time. Recognizing that your loved one that's working in these environments need your support as much as possible to understand that they need to rest, to understand that they need a good diet. Dilk says the increased workload from COVID-19 on healthcare providers is having an emotional impact with other crises, for example, hurricanes, those on the front lines, know what the increased workload will eventually taper off. At this point, it's still unclear. Healthcare providers are witnessing COVID patients suffer to a greater extent compared to other diseases, and Dilks says it's having an acute impact on their mental state. Could even lead to PTSD. Our expectation is that we're going to fix people and that we're going to help them get better. We don't have the tools to help people get better, and we are watching them basically drowning slowly to death. Governor Edwards' new proclamation of extending Phase 2 reopening for another 28 days is official today. Edwards says when ranking of states per capita COVID-19 cases, Louisiana is ranked number seven. That's down three spots from its previous best ranking. Simply put, we're heading in the wrong direction. We have more cases than we can justify just by the fact that we're doing more testing. 245,000 tests have been done in the state this month, 
with no plans to slow those efforts down. Edwards says he's alarmed by the growing number of younger individuals testing positive for the virus and encourages them to take mitigation efforts seriously. The likelihood of that is certainly lower than in other age groups, but it, it certainly could happen. And then the damage that this disease can do to your body is something that may last for a very long time, may last forever. Edwards says there is not a path forward in continuing to reopen the economy without more intense participation from the public and spread mitigation efforts. We've said it so many times, and I know people are tired of hearing it, but the simple fact of the matter is more people need to do it. And finally, taxpayers could be getting even more time to pay Uncle Sam this year. The Treasury Secretary says he's not pulling the trigger yet, but is considering pushing back the deadline to September 15th. That would be another two months after tax day was already delayed to July 15th. Several groups have called on the IRS to take more action as the economy continues to reopen and many continue to struggle. Sunshine eventually giving way to cloud cover a little bit later on this afternoon. Expecting widely scattered showers to start popping up probably about lunchtime today. A 60% chance for that rainfall. It's the last day of what's been a very wet work week so far. Tomorrow, it'll be much drier and a little more sunshine. However, some dust getting into the area and that is going to make for a hazy day Friday and Saturday. We'll finally start to see things clearing out a little bit by Sunday. Dust should help kind of squash some of those rain chances as well. Temperatures in the meantime expected to get up to around 86 degrees a little later on this afternoon. Going to feel slightly warmer than that and then your lows tonight are going to drop down into the mid-70s. We're back at the upper 80s and low 90s by the weekend and starting to get back into a normal summer pattern for next week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. And just one incident being uh, passed along to us right now. The 600 block of Brothers Road. That is not far from Labesque Road, um, just north of I-10. Again, Brothers Road showing as a vehicle fire right now with police responding. Just try to avoid that area if you can. Right now, the interstates look good. All is smooth sailing. If there's anything we need to know about, you can give us a call at 232-1542 or call straight into the studio. With the free KPAL News app, just click on that phone in the upper right-hand corner. And another great morning in Acadiana. Good morning. It's Rob Kirkpatrick on Acadiana's Morning News. Bernie will be in at 7 o'clock this morning for Lafayette Live with Mayor President Josh Guillory. Yesterday was the second town hall by the Mayor President. And a lot of questions on a lot of different things from arts to race relations to the Mouton statue downtown. We will talk to him about all of those issues coming up on the show. It is Thursday, June 25th, 2020, and as Daniel Phillips said, showers this afternoon will get up to 82 degrees. But, you know, we're used to this wet week and this summer pattern as we have right now, so uh, all good things to report. Coming up on the show, our conversation with Louis Perrette. Early voting is underway, and turnout has been pretty low in person, at least. But what about mail-in ballots? We're hearing from the Secretary of State. They have received... I think over 40,000 already in the mail. And uh, we ask about security. I know that's a big concern um, by, by folks because, you know, elections are important. Uh, the outcomes are serious. And I, I think there are a lot of people who have concerns that the process of the mail-in vote can be kept secure. So we'll ask Louis Perrette about that coming up. Of course, Lafayette Live at 7 o'clock. And your phone calls are welcome at 232 
That's 232-1542. We'll have someone here to take your uh, questions. We don't screen them out for topics. We just want to know your name so we could call on you and, and have a great conversation, which we always do. Uh, that conversation exclusive to News Talk 96.5 KPL. We march on with another day of COVID-19 tests. Um, the numbers, the day-to-day numbers uh, between, uh, let's see, Monday to Tuesday and then Tuesday to Wednesday down about 40%. But the key thing that we're watching is hospitalizations and at this point have not reflected the pretty giant spike that we've seen in cases. So as long as that continues to happen, we're on the right track. Um, the governor came out yesterday and, and a ton of people were expecting that we were getting ready to have a mandated mask uh, situation uh, in the city of New Orleans yesterday, as you heard at the top of the hour news, uh, they're going to be enforcing masks in public places anywhere. Um, code enforcement is going to be asked and going to be enforcing this and going into businesses. And the mayor there says, She's willing to shut down businesses who don't comply. We don't see a statewide order like that, um, at least yet. I, I think uh, there are a lot of folks that think that could be coming, but like I said, we haven't gotten it yet. So uh, keep up to date. You can get the latest information on all this, everything COVID-19 at kpel965.com. Another thing making news today is a video posted by local musician Jamie Bajeron. After those memes went around, went viral, a term I don't really love, but... They, they were spread. They were shared all over the place, which led to a Cadian ambulance terminating him and putting out a statement of their own. Well, now he says he's the one being targeted. You can watch that video at kpel965.com. Next up on deck is Louis Perrette. We're going to talk to him about early voting, the importance of elections, and why you got to get involved even in these you know, frankly, strange times. We're going to talk to him next at 619. Leveraging the power of Fox News Radio to cover the big issues that matter to you. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Depend on it. Ag. Early voting is underway for the July 11th primary. And you know what? As I say that and read it from my notes, Louis Perrett joins us on the phone. Uh, do I have that date right? I don't know why I'm questioning myself in the moment here. <laughs> yes, early voting runs all the way through July 4th okay. right now. Okay, you know, perfect. Election July 11th. So I had an exciting afternoon yesterday. I got a COVID-19 test. I got my hair cut, and I early voted. You know, it's it's what dreams are made of. <laughs> well, tell me about it. Or is everybody uh, practicing social distancing? They sure were, and the early voting was much less painful. I'll put it to you that way. But it's a good thing to do. Well, Folks need to to vote. I mean, I think it's it's sort of become a back burner thing, and it shouldn't be. Obviously, because this is an important primary, we have a ton of different races. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, thank you so much, first of all, for having me, and thank you for voting yesterday. I spoke to the registrar of voters, Charlene Mominard, multiple times yesterday, and it is going very smoothly. We just need the voters to show up. So far, a grand total of 401 voters out of over 100,000 registered voters have voted. And so it's very, very light, but we are being very careful. Last night, we had our first class. Uh, in anticipation of Election Day on July 11th. We want to encourage people to get out and vote, but early voting, we have 10 more days. You can actually vote on the 4th of July, and I can't think of a better thing to do as an example for a child or a young 
kid is to bring them with you to vote on 4th of July. This is very rare. The legislature voted this. Next Friday, July 3rd, Rob, is a state holiday. You can still vote next Friday, and you can vote next Saturday, which is the 4th of July. So we have 10 days left. We want to encourage people to get out and vote. So I always encourage people to go ahead, take a look at your sample ballot. You put all your information in there, and you can see what choices you're going to have. Uh, people always have the question, Lewis, because I know there are some, um, like, for example, the RPEC, the Republican Parish Executive Committee. There, are, Those names are on there as well. You don't see them, though, if you are registered as a Democrat, if I am correct, right? That, that's correct, Rob. This is what we refer to as a lockout election. Only Republicans can vote for Republicans. Only Democrats can vote for Democrats. This happens every couple of years when, and when we have a presidential election involving federal things. Now, we know, for instance, that Joe Biden is going to be the presumptive nominee of the Democrats. But there are 14 candidates on the ballot for the Democratic Party. I took a look we yesterday, know that yeah. Yeah, we know that President Trump is the presumptive nominee of the Republicans. There are five different um, Republicans running. So those races are pretty much decided. We know they'll have the conventions and then we'll have the presidential election. But what you talked about is so important is the Republican Parish Executive Committee and the Democratic Parish Executive Committee. We have 12 candidates in the Republican Party running for only five slots. This is a good thing. And then in the Democratic party there's seven candidates running for five slots for the parish executive committee and they normally usually over the last few, few election cycles have had to encourage people to run mm -hmm. now we've got more than enough that have stepped up and so there are choices for you to make and we want people to go out and vote all right let's talk about mail-in votes because we had we heard some information from the secretary of state's office that had you know giving these numbers of astronomical you know returns on mail-in ballots who can get them is the time too late and what does it mean for turnout well first of all the mail-in ballots i think is going to be where you're going to see the country move in the future it must be be done safely and securely. In Lafayette Parish alone, uh, we used to have 1,800 mail-in ballots. Well, the Secretary of State, because of the COVID-19 situation, sent a letter to every registered voter in Lafayette in the state that is 65 and above and encourage them to vote at home. If you're 65 and above, your ballot can be mailed to you. My mom is 93. That's how she votes is by mail. Well, in Lafayette Parish alone, we have 6,000 people have taken us up on this offer. And so that's a good thing. Now, if you're out of country uh, as either a student or a military soldier, your ballot can be faxed in. That's a little bit different. Uh, but, but this is something that I see the country moving towards, but it's not something you can snap your fingers. It's not very easy to do, and it must be done safely and securely. So some of the research and reporting that i've done in the last couple months i've been looking into these issues when you talk about security and of course there are people who are worried about fraud every time we have an election and I, and truthfully lewis i think if we used a fingerprint for every single one so you know that might be the, the most extensive way to prove your identity people would still have concerns because they are such high stakes elections but if, am i correct in my understanding that these mail-in votes or mail-in ballots have a barcode on them 
and that's how you know that it is a legitimate ballot. You don't have anything being counted more than once. It's not just the post-it note that's sent to you. Exactly. And there are other checks and balances, such as mother's maiden name, such as the voter's signature that is required to be on that outside envelope that we can compare if there is a question from the person's, person's original registration of voter where they sign when they're 18, 19 years old, along with a witness. And so if it's done correctly, and what I mean by that is you have these checks and balances is it's almost nil. Can can corruption happen? Yes, anywhere. We know that. But it's something we're keenly aware of. And I think over the last 20 years, there have been something like less than 50 fraudulent ballots in 20 years of voting throughout the United States. Mm-hmm. And so it's something we're aware of, but I think it can be done safely and secure. What about the time to get the returns? Because I know that that's another concern folks have that we may not know the winner of the election that night like we normally would with with traditional voting you bring up a great point and i am so thankful that you brought that up i want to start preparing americans now that unless there is a landslide election for president it's highly likely that we will not know the results for several days after the November election because of the tremendous volume of mail-in ballots. It's, I want people to understand this. It's a real envelope with the stamp on it. Somebody has to open it up. Somebody has to flatten it out. Mm -hmm. Something has to put it through through the scanner. And so it's not something you can snap your fingers at. And just imagine, you know, two years ago when we had the problems with the reader printers on the early voting uh, ballots, that took us about four hours. Well, we are anticipating with this tremendous crush of mail-in ballots that we would probably start that morning at 8 o'clock in the morning just opening up those ballots before eight o'clock at night when we would actually start counting those ballots and we hope to be through that day but uh, i feel certain that it's not going to be a quick and easy we're going to know on election night who won it is all right louis perrette thank you so much for joining us early voting is underway now do it get it out of the way you don't have to go on election day and of course this is the primary the presidential preference primary actual election day is july 11th thanks louis good talking to you This is the place where all opinions are welcome. Every color gets through, and people on all sides of the issue can hash it out. And if you don't think you have a voice, you're wrong. It can be heard now by calling 232-1542. That's 232-1542. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work, (laughs) I get it, you're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, one more if you're not physically active, another finger if anyone in your family has type two diabetes, another if you've got high blood pressure, If you're overweight, raise another finger, two if you're very overweight, and three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio pre-diabetes test. 
And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom, but a little over a year ago, we realized she couldn't take care of herself without our help. And well, how could I not be there for her? I had no idea how hard it would be and just what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and even for me, ways to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics that got me started, but also information about the hurdles I was facing in this new role. I could even connect with experts and hear from others who had been in my place. I know this road we're on isn't an easy one, but I'm really happy to have the extra help for her and for me. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org slash caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. This message is brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. It's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from KPL965.com. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick, and it was a heated moment yesterday afternoon in the House as state lawmakers took up a resolution to create a task force dedicated to studying policing policy. Baton Rouge Representative Ted James says the Black Caucus and the Republican leaders struck a deal to pass the resolution in exchange for stripping it of any mention of George Floyd and agreeing not to hold floor speeches on policing. After amendments passed, stripping the bill of its George Floyd reference, Prairieville Representative Tony Bacala, a former state trooper, spoke, saying cops are more likely to be killed in the line of duty than black men are to be killed by cops. James was incensed, and for five minutes he held the floor with an impassioned speech. James said that people who murder cops get arrested, while cops who murder black men get taxpayer-funded vacations and rarely suffer the consequences. The resolution passed unanimously. It goes to the Senate. Headlines from around the country this morning. The nation's coronavirus hotspots setting new records again. Two states reported their highest number of cases in a single day yet. California added more than 7,000, while Florida topped 5,500. Texas is also passing 5,000 for the second day in a row. Arizona, though, posting its lower number of new infections in a week, but hospitalizations are way up. ICU beds there, now 88% full. The Trump administration is withdrawing support from coronavirus testing sites as cases spike across the country. Five states have federally supported testing sites, but these locations will soon be turned over to state control. The Department of Health and Human Services will continue its partnerships with retail and pharmacy locations that do offer testing. The founder of WikiLeaks is facing a new superseding indictment in the United States. In a release, the Justice Department announced federal grand jury formally charged Julian Assange for recruiting and conspiring with computer hackers. The DOJ said the new indictment does not add to the 18 counts already faced by Assange. He is currently in prison in the UK and awaiting a possible extradition to the United States. The accused Walmart gunman in El Paso will be charged today with taking another life. He's already charged with killing 22 people last year, but a shooting survivor died last month. He had been in ICU the entire time. Patrick Crucius also faces several counts of federal hate crimes and could get the death penalty if convicted. The U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services Agency is planning to furlough two-thirds of its employees August 3rd if federal aid does not arrive. The agency is responsible for granting citizenship, work visas, and providing other benefits to immigrants. 
They rely largely on application fees to remain open, but the Trump administration's decision to postpone asylum hearings and new visas has cut application numbers in half. The agency now depends on federal aid to keep their offices open. A federal judge in California says Representative Devin Nunes can't sue Twitter for defamation. Nunes is trying to sue two parody accounts and strategist Liz Mayer for posting on the platform in character as Nunez's cow and mother, which he says damages his reputation and bid for re-election. He was looking to sue Twitter as a publisher of the offending content, but Judge John Marshall ruled the platform cannot be held liable for statements by individual accounts. And finally, NASA astronauts are studying an extraplanet they have found orbiting a young star 32 light years away. The system will allow it to study planet formation and evolution, as well as how planets interact with their stars. The Neptune-sized exoplanet named AUMICB, interesting, completes its orbit around the cool, wet dwarf sun every eight and a half Earth days. Astronomers are looking at AUMICB as a nearby laboratory to study young planetary systems. Sunshine eventually giving way to cloud cover a little bit later on this afternoon. Expecting widely scattered showers to start popping up probably about lunchtime today. A 60% chance for that rainfall. It's the last day of what's been a very wet work week so far. Tomorrow, it'll be much drier and a little more sunshine. However, some dust getting into the area and that is going to make for a hazy day Friday and Saturday. We'll finally start to see things clearing out a little bit by Sunday. Dust should help kind of squash some of those rain chances as well. Temperatures in the meantime expected to get up to around 86 degrees a little later on this afternoon. Going to feel slightly warmer than that and then your lows tonight are going to drop down into the mid-70s. We're back at the upper 80s and low 90s by the weekend and starting to get back into a normal summer pattern for next week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. This portion of Acadiana's Morning News is brought to you by Compassion International. Join Compassion and give hope to a family in extreme poverty during COVID-19. Give a $40 one-time gift by texting the word HOPE to 833-93. That's HOPE to 833-93 now. Welcome back to Acadiana's Morning News. It is 638 and a lot of workplaces have looked a lot different for the last few months and people are sort of settling into a new norm but it's still something is just missing joel Pe- joel patterson joins us on the phone this morning um he is a workplace expert and you know things have completely changed and along with it have have gone some of the traditions maybe it's a monthly birthday party for everyone whose birthday was in a particular month those things go a long way in driving morale and productivity in many cases what are businesses doing and, and companies doing to make sure that can still happen? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, yeah, you know, it is definitely a different time. And I think the first step is recognizing that that's, that's the case and it's not going to go back to the way it was anytime soon. But there are still quite a few things that you can do to, to make sure people feel connected that, are, that aren't difficult. Um, you know, even over Zoom calls, we've all had a million of those at this point. But doing things around that that might be a little bit unique, such as potentially, uh, you know, have somebody show you around their office. You can really learn a lot about people <laughs> just by seeing their working environment. You know, we've got, we have, uh, we have one guy here at the office that tends to wear tank tops every day. 
And in the last company-wide meeting that we had over Zoom, we had everybody put on a tank top and without letting him know, <laughs> which creates, you know, it makes him feel special. It makes everybody else in on the joke. You know, there's things like that that you can do to really make the team feel like a team. Um, so making sure you in- inject some fun in there and then also doing things that maybe, maybe you're having a call that's not just about a meeting. It's about, you know, you, you've heard people talk about having happy hours in the evening. And that sounds silly, but, but people are getting a lot of value from that. And it, it replaces some of the water cooler talk that, that you don't get. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd say that the biggest thing to, to, for employers to think about right now is to recognize that their people are nervous. Um, as things open up, although you know, the last week or so, it looks like I'm, I'm in Texas and, and our, our cases have gone up. So I'm, yeah. I'm a little worried we're going to take a step back. But people are starting to, as they think about going back to work, what's going to happen with their kids? What's going to happen with their pets that have gotten used to being around? And, and if they've got at-risk parents or anything with them, all those things create additional stress and hardship. And we just need to make sure that we're, we're taking that into account as we, uh, as we make our plans for the future. I was talking to someone yesterday who said, you know, like the first three weeks of having to work from home, it was really hard. And building up that separation between, you know, work life and personal life and trying not to work all hours of the day. I mean, I'm sure if you did a survey, you would see that employees were working an average of, you know, three more hours probably, I would, I would guess a day. Just because you're not having to commute, you kind of wake up, wander into the room. Maybe you only take a shower and put on real clothes when you are going to have a Zoom call. And that's going to be a big change to, you know, when people are back in the office and you're having to have that routine, having to drop the kids off, having to get up at a certain time, get dressed every day. There will be some employers who decide, though, that maybe it's not worth it. Real estate is quite expensive, commercial real estate especially, um, what are you seeing trend-wise on that end? Are some companies going to make this new form of work permanent? Yeah, th- th- definitely. Uh, you know, everyone is going to be a little bit different, and they're going to have to decide on their own personal situation and what makes sense. But I can tell you from our perspective, you know, we're a, we're a technology services firm that focuses almost solely on our culture. And we traditionally didn't like work from home all the time simply because we wanted people to be together and to build rapport. But what we found is that people really enjoy being able to let the cable guy in. And so I think for us personally, we're going we're, we're gonna to move to a two to three days a week work from home situation um, so that people can get used to it. But with your point earlier about people not having the difference, a difference in, in, in work and, and home time, you know, a lot of people, especially ones that don't have a great setup for working from home, they're sitting in, on the sofa they're sitting in their bed working, and then when work is over, they're sitting in the exact same spot watching a movie. Yeah, that transition that they're normally used to is important, and um, and they're missing that. So all that stuff has to be taken into account as people put that long term plan together. But no question about it, there's going to be some work from home time as we move forward into into the next weeks and months. We're talking to a workplace culture analyst uh, Joe Patterson. Um, I want to ask one more question before we let you go, and that is cities, cities like. New York, for example, even Los Angeles, you know, who really thrive because everything is located there. Everyone works there. The headquarters of every major company or at least the financial headquarters is there. Um, and now you're talking about cities who, you know, New York specifically, I think they said 40 percent of the people who are normal full time residents of, let's just say, Manhattan, for example, are now somewhere else. What's the incentive to come back? Do you think it will? Uh, I think that's a, that's a great question. I don't. I, there's no way it can come back the way that it is. I mean, there's a lot of business sense 
in allowing people not to live in expensive areas like that. You heard uh, Facebook is another one that, that popped up recently, and a lot of their employees work in in Silicon Valley, and it's very expensive to live there as well. And and they're they're using that as an advantage to be able to hire people from all over the country uh, and not have to pay Silicon Valley wages. So, um, you know, I, I think it's going to be an interesting test case because we've never, I mean, six months ago, certainly didn't realize this would even be something we'd get to learn. But I think watching the migration away, I mean, people moving back in with their parents even, um, I think that we're just going to have to sort of sit back and, and, and watch. But again, there's no question that it's going to change permanently. It's just how much of that change is going to actually happen in the in the near term versus long. Well, and, and you're giving them a little bit too much credit, Joel, because it's more people going to their parents' vacation home and calling that a work from home location. Yeah. So it's happening. Joel Patterson. Yeah, that's not all bad, is it? Yeah, it's not all bad at all, you know? Anyway, thanks for your time this morning. Great insight. Thank you. All right, it's 645 now at News Talk 96.5. KPL. Hey, we're here with you. Yeah, there were seven weeks where I was at home and Bernie was here, but we're both going to be with you here in just a couple of minutes. Coming up on the show, we're going to have Lafayette Live with Mayor President Josh Guillory. And the hot button issue so far today seems to be what's going to happen in downtown Lafayette conversation about race, the Alfred Mouton statue, and where we go from here. 645 now at Newstalk 96.5 KPL. Back with more after this. Facebook has a long said history of maintaining any semblance of credibility when showing ads on the site. Now you can silence political ads and those from organizations like Super PACs and other paid messages. Your Thursday consumer tech update is brought to you by T-Mobile. I trust T-Mobile's network to keep you covered and you should too. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit tmobile.com slash 55 today. While Twitter has outright blocked all political ads, Facebook still allows ads that are misleading or blatantly false. Facebook no doubt remembers the criticism and fallout after the 2016 election. Cambridge Analytica, anyone? So now the ability to silence the political ads is rolling out across Facebook. So it may be a few weeks before you actually see the option. To check if you do, look under Settings and Add Preferences. Turn off Social Issues, Elections, or Politics. Since Facebook also owns Instagram, you can do the same on that site, too. Finally, you can get those ads out of your face. Book. I'm Kim Commando. We're all in uncharted territory looking for ways to support our communities. At Dell Technologies, we're making sure small businesses have the right tech solutions. Dell Technologies advisors are here for you. From helping small businesses stay connected and productive, while working remotely with Windows 10 and Microsoft Teams to rapidly deploying remote work solutions that limit upfront costs with Dell Financial Services. We're standing by you every step of the way. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Whether you're working from home or working on your fitness, you need a pair of premium wireless earbuds and Raycon is the way to go. Raycon start at about half the price of other premium brands on the market and they sound just as amazing. Their everyday E25 earbuds are their best model yet. With six hours of playtime, more bass, and a comfortable noise-isolating fit you can rock all day long. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash Kim. That's buyraycon.com slash Kim. Buyraycon.com slash Kim. As an 18-year-old, I let my mistakes kind of take over my life. I was .5 credits away from completing high school, and I didn't do it. Ten years later, at age 28... Jackie finished her high school diploma. When I found out that I was pregnant, I know that I had to do something for myself if I wanted to make her a better person and provide a better life for her. My family never stopped pushing for me to be better because they knew what I could become and who I could become as a person. My support team is amazing. 
the educational director, my sister, and even my seven-year-old daughter. She's been more than the support that I could ask for. But I've been given an opportunity, and I'm just thankful for it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Okay, so Sarah, I'm dropping you off at Emily's? Yep. And Josh, you're going to? Soccer, Dad. Soccer practice. Right. Oh, by the way, I just wanted to let you know when I pick you both up, I'll be wearing my short shorts. What? No! Yep, and my dorky dad hat, and I'm going to do my dad dance for all your friends. They'll love it! Seriously? Why? Because I like my short shorts. Of course, I could be talked out of it if you guys would just buckle up your seatbelts without giving me a hard time. It's important to get your kids to buckle up for safety, no matter what it takes. And sometimes, all it takes is your parental powers of persuasion. Okay, okay, we're buckling up. See, all buckled. Good choice. I'll just have to do my dad dance at dinner time. What, what? No! Do what you have to to make sure your kids are wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick for Service Cadillac, and let me tell you, the car in the parking lot right now, outside the studio window, is a 2021 Cadillac CT5. It is the first ever CT5, and let me tell you, from the outside, this thing really caught my eye. I had to go over to Service Cadillac yesterday uh, for some other business, and on my way out, my good friend Kevin said, hey, have you seen the CT5 yet? Uh, long story short, I ended up taking the keys and taking it for the night last night, really getting to experience the power, the luxury, the style. Um, it was a really great, great car. Um, you have to go see it. It is your next dream car. Listen here. It is your dream car, the Cadillac CT5. There are just a few on the lot, and they go fast. As soon as they hit the lot, you know, folks are there to find them. I just happen to know right now there are three different ones there. So you want to go get over to 1212 Ambassador Caffrey in Lafayette, not far from I-10, to go see it for yourself. Um, this thing is not your grandma's Cadillac, okay? I've been telling you that for years. I own one of my own, and now the CT5, it might be the newest member of the Kirkpatrick family, you know, if if the guys over at Service Cadillac have anything to do with it at least. Go by, see my friend Kevin and the rest of the experts at Cadillac. They'll find the car that's right for you at Service Cadillac. Here for you in times of uncertainty. Tracking coronavirus, I'm Rob Kirkpatrick on this Town Square Media Station. Team you can rely on even on the darkest days. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. We're working for you on air, behind the scenes every single day. We're following a potential hazmat situation on I-10 this morning. As you get out and hit the road, Bernie's got the information you need to know. Your radio home for news and information for more than 60 years. You know, it's everything I need in the morning. News Talk 96.5. Rich is just a really, really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. 
He lets his 10-year-old nephew beat him at virtual tennis, even though he can straight-up slay his 10-year-old nephew in virtual tennis. When the toilet paper is running low, Rich replaces the roll on the actual holder, not just on the back of the toilet. Rich is texting and driving. Rich? No. What are you doing, Rich? I was just telling everyone how great you are. Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. <laughs> hey, everyone. You know, let's all stop what we're doing right now and take a moment. That felt good, huh? Just like that, we had a nice, special sort of moment together. Of course, they don't all need to be quiet moments to be special. They could be loud moments, goofy moments, sporty moments, dorky moments. Moments where we talk or walk or just hang out. It doesn't really matter. They all count. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. <laughs> Sounds like somebody agrees. So let's take a moment to make a moment today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Wildfires burn millions of acres each year. And each year, wildland firefighters like Fire Chief James Hall battle to contain them. But they can't do it alone. A single ember that escapes from a wildfire can travel more than a mile. It can ignite and destroy your home, your community, or more. That single ember can be just as dangerous as the wildfire itself. But you can do something firefighters can't. You can act now to prepare your home and your community for wildfire. You can reduce the risk. Do your part. Go to fireadapted.org. Get fire adapted. Learn what you can do now to reduce wildfire damage later at fireadapted.org. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Learn more at fireadapted.org. The Rush Morning Update is brought to you by Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Book your next traveling party at LuxuryLimoOfLafayette.net. In Los Angeles, an off-duty LAPD cop paid for his Starbucks Frappuccino with his credit union debit card. That alerted the staff to his profession. When he was halfway through his drink, the officer reportedly reached in and pulled out a soggy tampon. And investigation's underway. Anybody found responsible for putting the feminine hygiene product in his Frappuccino will be charged with felony food tampering. Meanwhile, in Washington, a group of protesters were caught on video verbally abusing police officers. One demonstrator, happened to be white, repeatedly called a black officer a piece of excrement. He screamed that the black cop was part of the effing problem, called him the N-word. When he warned he was too close to the officer, the protesters said it was his First Amendment right to get in a cop's face and to verbally abuse him. Meanwhile, Black Lives Matter activist Sean King is calling for statues of Jesus Christ to be taken down because he says they are a form of white supremacy. 
He's also demanding that stained glass windows depicting white Jesus and his European mother and their white friends be removed because they are tools of oppression and racist propaganda. Uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, you are in America. This is what leftists are doing to your country. This is what this is what people are letting happen. A bunch of insane lunatics. Folks, it is once again my privilege to join Mahindra in honoring those who have so bravely served our country. It's time for the seventh annual Mahindra Military Salute Giveaway. To celebrate our Independence Day, the 4th of July, we will randomly select one deserving service member to receive a new Mahindra 4540 four-wheel drive tractor. It's a real deal. Tough as nails. Compact utility tractor with an impressive loader and three-point lift capacities. So help us find a brave American to receive this rugged Mahindra. To nominate somebody who is active duty or a veteran of the military. And to get official rules, visit RushLimbaugh.com and look for the Mahindra Military Salute Giveaway. Thanks to Mahindra, the official tractor of tough. And God bless all of you who protect our freedom. Take advantage of rock-bottom prices and test drive a Mahindra today at Longland A Tractor in Abbeville. Or visit LonglandAtractor.com. That's longlinatractor.com. We're working for you around the clock to keep you informed. We are Acadiana's home for news and talk. KPEL-FM Brokerage, Lafayette. The tables have turned. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. When the coronavirus was spreading in March and April, many states didn't want anyone coming from New York or New Jersey or Connecticut. Now, starting today... Those three states are requiring travels from eight states seeing a surge in new cases to self-quarantine for 14 days. It's only for the simple reason that uh, we worked very hard to get the tra viral transmission rate down. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, one of the eight states on the list seeing record new infections is Florida. Fox's Evan Brown is there live. Yeah, Dave, Florida still requires anyone coming from New York to quarantine for two weeks as well. The state reported more than 5,500 new positive tests for coronavirus on Tuesday. Governor Ron DeSantis says these cases are younger and often asymptomatic. And granted, they weren't being tested at this, at the, at this level a couple months ago, but I also think they're testing positive at, at a higher and higher rate. So clearly, you know, you have a lot of spread there. And Texas also reports nearly 5,500 positive cases for Tuesday. And Houston officials now say their hospitals are nearing capacity, Dave. Evan, some Apple stores in the Houston area have reclosed. Disneyland in California is delaying its reopening, but in France, as they recover, the Eiffel Tower opened back up today after being closed 104 days. Policing reform shifts to the House the day after the Senate bill was blocked by Democrats. Minority leader Chuck Schumer called the Republican plan not salvageable. Still, Senate leaders insist the issue is not over and talks could continue. The House is expected to advance a Democratic policing bill today, but with provisions that are considered non-starters for Republicans. Fox's Jared Halpern in Georgia. Three white men have now been indicted for murdering Ahmaud Arbery, a black man shot while out jogging. This is another positive step, another great step for finding justice for Ahmaud. Cobb County District Attorney Joyette Holmes, the man who took video of the shooting, is among the three charged. America's listening to Fox News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently. And other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? 
cookie-cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie-cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. The Supreme Court session is almost over, and we are waiting for a couple of big decisions. The Supreme Court could rule as early as today on the constitutionality of a Louisiana law that requires doctors to have admitting privileges at a hospital within 30 minutes of the facility where an abortion is performed. Four years ago, the court ruled that a similar law from Texas created an undue burden for women seeking an abortion. The court will also decide two momentous cases involving the president's financial records. The White House has claim that immunity protects the president from providing those records to the House of Representatives and the Manhattan DA's office. In Washington, John Decker, Fox News. Will Congress provide more financial aid to deal with the corona-caused recession? The House already approved more money. The Senate has not. Republican Senator Kelly Leffler told the Fox News Rundown podcast they are still assessing how the earlier assistance worked. What did we miss? And make sure that we can retarget the existing CARES Act funding over a trillion dollars toward that. We still have funds left in the small business program. Now, most Americans got money from the government, including some who shouldn't have. Some people behind bars got stimulus checks of $1,200. The IRS says that was a mistake and has directed state prison departments to intercept those payments and return them. The agency doesn't have exact numbers yet, but in one example, the Kansas Department of Corrections intercepted more than $200,000. However, the legislation that produced those payments doesn't specifically exclude prisoners from getting money. Tax attorney Kelly Erb says the IRS has no legal basis for trying to get those checks back. Jill Nato, Fox News. Later this hour, we will find out how many more Americans filed first-time unemployment claims last week. On Wall Street, Dow Futures now down more than 200 the day after a 710-point plunge. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Good morning, I'm Rob Kirkpatrick, Acadiana's Morning News. 82 degrees your high today, showers and storms in the forecast. Tomorrow, that Saharan dust really sets in. It'll be 86 degrees tomorrow. Your full forecast from Daniel Phillips, KATC, is coming up. The Acadiana region is outpacing others in the state in new COVID-19 cases, with the younger demographic being the most problematic age group. Dr. Tina Stefanski, Regional Medical Director of the Office of Public Health, hopes that young adults will begin to heed the advice of health officials, as it will help protect those more at risk for outcomes. You can see the latest numbers at kpel965.com. Case numbers down about 40% day-to-day from Tuesday to Wednesday. We'll see where today leaves us. Thieves broke into a popular Lafayette restaurant early Wednesday morning, and it was all caught on camera. They started at Hot Food Express and then broke into a couple of gaming machines near the restaurant's entrance. The owner of the restaurant said in a Facebook post, the money often used to help feed the homeless in Lafayette. About $1,000 in damage was done. You can see that surveillance video at kpel965.com. Local musician and former 
paramedic, Jamie Bajron, has released a video after his termination from Acadian Ambulance. The local entertainer was recently terminated by the employer after he posted questionable memes on Instagram. Bajron says he feels like he was targeted, and he says that those who targeted him have actually hurt the many people who rely on paramedics in our community. He said the memes had no racial intent, and those who know him best know he is no racist. You can see that video at kpel965.com. The House approves legislation protecting public and private schools from civil lawsuits by students or teachers who may claim they got COVID on school grounds. A meet representative, Robbie Carter, says a school board superintendent told him this bill was crucial to having students back in the classrooms come fall. The vote was 82 to 17. Another bill places an 8% tax on net revenue from online fantasy sports contests. It's heading to the governor's desk after it got final legislative approval yesterday. The money would generate about $375,000 a year, and that money will reportedly go towards funding early childhood education. Back in 2018, voters in 47 of the 64 parishes legalized fantasy sports betting. The family of a gay teenager stabbed in the neck and wrists believes 18-year-old Holden White of Kaplan was the victim of a hate crime. Police have arrested 19-year-old Chanch Seneca and charged him with attempted second-degree murder, but no hate crime charges have been added. Legal analyst Franz Bogart says police officers and prosecutors sometimes do not want to pursue hate crime charges because it makes the case more complicated. Bogart says the evidence has to be clear that the attack occurred because Holden White was gay. White is in intensive care, but his family says his condition is improving. The state's only current medical marijuana grower announces it will lower its prices as a result of a new law that greatly expands access to treatment. Wellcona CEO John Davis says the price reduction will allow pharmacies to sell the product at the average price for the nation's more mature markets. The law expanding access goes into effect on August 1st. In Homer, a Confederate monument that was once prominent at the Claiborne Parish Courthouse lawn has been removed. The Claiborne Parish Police Jury voted unanimously last week to have the 9-foot-tall, 8,000-pound monument removed. The monument had been on the courthouse lawn since 1940. New Orleans Mayor LaToya Cantrell announces the city will enforce facial coverings. Here's Brooke Tharrington with more. This is mandatory in the city of New Orleans. Face coverings. Cantrell says in addition to police, the enforcement team will be staffed from code enforcement, safety and permits, the state office of alcohol and tobacco control, and the state fire marshal. They will be doing inspections. They will be giving citations. They will be moving forward, closing businesses down if they do not comply. I'm Brooke Thorrington. As coronavirus hospitalizations tick up across the nation, the American Psychiatric Nurses Association says they're seeing significant mental health impacts on health care providers that work on the front lines. APNA President Terry Dilks says because patients are having to die alone to mitigate the spread of the virus, nurses are having to offer the comfort that family members normally would. And that is taking a toll. When they leave, they bring that home with them. And oftentimes they can't talk about it because they don't want to bring their family members down or they're worried that they're exposing their family members. While many states and hospitals are offering counseling for health care workers, Dilks encourages those with family members and loved ones working on the front lines 
to be extra supportive during this time. Recognizing that your loved one that's working in these environments needs your support as much as possible to understand that they need to rest, to understand that they need a good diet. Dilk says the increased workload from COVID-19 on healthcare providers is having an emotional impact with other crises, for example, hurricanes, those on the front lines, know what the increased workload will eventually taper off. At this point, it's still unclear. Healthcare providers are witnessing COVID patients suffer to a greater extent compared to other diseases, and Dilks says it's having an acute impact on their mental state. Could even lead to PTSD. Our expectation is that we're going to fix people and that we're going to help them get better. We don't have the tools to help people get better, and we are watching them basically drowning slowly to death. Governor Edwards' new proclamation of extending Phase 2 reopening for another 28 days is official today. Edwards says when ranking of states per capita COVID-19 cases, Louisiana is ranked number seven. That's down three spots from its previous best ranking. Simply put, we're heading in the wrong direction. We have more cases than we can justify just by the fact that we're doing more testing. 245,000 tests have been done in the state this month with no plans to slow those efforts down. Edwards says he's alarmed by the growing number of younger individuals testing positive for the virus and encourages them to take mitigation efforts seriously. The likelihood of that is certainly lower than in other age groups, but it, it certainly could happen. And then the damage that this disease can do to your body is something that may last for a very long time, may last forever. Edwards says there is not a path forward in continuing to reopen the economy without more intense participation from the public and spread mitigation efforts. We've said it so many times, and I know people are tired of hearing it, but the simple fact of the matter is more people need to do it. And finally, taxpayers could be getting even more time to pay Uncle Sam this year. The Treasury Secretary says he's not pulling the trigger yet, but is considering pushing back the deadline to September 15th. That would be another two months after tax day was already delayed to July 15th. Several groups have called on the IRS to take more action as the economy continues to reopen and many continue to struggle. Morning sunshine eventually giving way to mostly cloudy skies as we've got a 60% chance for scattered showers yet again. Seems to be the last day of this wet pattern. I think that pattern starts to break a little later on tonight. Highs get up to around 86 degrees, feeling a little bit hotter than that with your lows dropping down into the mid-70s. Hazy skies coming up for your Friday. Rain chances at 20%. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. We have a wire hazard. Texas Street at Frank Street. That's Texas Street right at Frank Street. Now look, if you have any traffic tie-ups that you want to let us know about, we appreciate it. Two three two one five four. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight o'er the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rocket's red glare the bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was still
still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled All right, it is 716. Welcome into Lafayette Live, brought to you by Southside Roofing. Lafayette Mayor President, I almost I almost just now gave Jamie the title. I almost just no elected wow. him. I no almost did a write-in you. candidate and called him the Mayor President. No, is this an announcement? Josh Gil- no. <laughs> Josh, is this an announcement is this, is here? Is something I should know? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Your challenger is sitting right here. Anyway, uh, Josh Guillory is here along with Jamie Ajo from the Communication Office. So yesterday... <laughs> By the way, good morning. Welcome. Hi. Good morning. Um, yesterday, you had your second town hall, and it was eventful. Um, I was watching it. Um, I was at home kind of doing things. I thought I was going to put on a leisurely, I'm not going to say boring, I'm going to say leisurely town hall while I was cooking dinner. I almost burnt everything because then I got so <laughs> entranced in what was happening. So, first of all, let's just talk about that format. I mean, you got questions <laughs> About all sorts we, of things. We don't filter anything. Yeah. And, 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 and always the good morning. Always great to be here. You know, I love Thursdays. Uh, Lafayette Live is, is a, a great tool. Another tool for us to communicate with the... The sharpest or, tool. The sharpest tool. Let's just say that. Many, many, would say argue, that. many would argue. <laughs> and uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's another avenue where we can communicate with those we're blessed to serve. It's a, it's, a, it's a big job. And I think, you know, people don't know the inner workings of it or know, you know, a lot of people love to complain about how slow government is on things, but sometimes it's just because of how many people have to be involved in it. It sort of takes its course. Um, I woke up this morning, and obviously I kind of heard all the, the topics and, and what we're talked about yesterday. But it seems like what people are talking about this morning has to do with the Alfred Bouton statue. Sure. Um, you kind of showed both sides of the coin last night, which you're getting a lot of praise for because, you know, a lot of people are either used to a, it has to be gone, or it's important to our heritage, it has to be there. And you really did talk about both sides, understanding there are there is legal precedent for why it's there, but also acknowledging why we're having the conversation now. No, that, that's right, and we welcome this conversation. This too many times, too many times do we have very serious issues, very emotional issues, and there's a knee jerk reaction. There's a, there's an emotional reaction, and I'm not saying that it's not justified in those circumstances, but this is a very localized issue, and it should be localized. You can't paint with a broad brush. You know, from the state level, you can't bring, you shouldn't paint from a broad brush from the national level. Every community in America is facing something, something right now. This and this and this movement, if you want to call it that, uh, awakening, you can call it that, or just growth or, or whatever. But it, it is an issue that we need to take seriously, and we do take seriously. Um, you know, you, you mentioned the legal battle, some some or the legal situation. Some people may not be aware, so I think it's worth just mentioning that in nineteen. The, so the statue was erected in nineteen twenty two. In 1980, there was a lawsuit brought by the Daughters of the Confederacy to uh, enjoin the city from, or prevent the city from moving it from the previous city hall to the current city parish hall. And uh, so the, the injunction was filed for the Daughters of the Confederacy, and the city and the Daughters of the Confederacy entered into a settlement. Settlements are favored heavily in, in our law in Louisiana. 
Well, to, to, to beef in that position legally even more, the settlement was recognized by a consent judgment. So not, not only do you have a settlement that's favored by law, but you have a judgment that's enforceable by law. So that's that's the legal situation. And, you know, regardless of where, where we fall on the issue here, we have to respect the rule of law. If we stop respecting the rule of law, then we are a lawless society, and that's not safe. That's not that's not putting us in the best position, no matter how we feel emotionally. So we have to respect co-equal branches of government, and, and I do. Now, in that judgment, there are exceptions, and, and many judgments do have exceptions in this regard. Um, so we kind of fast forward to where we are today, and I know that I can control what I can control, and that is discussions. I, I owe it to the people that I serve and that I lead to have as many of this many dialogues as I can with the people that are affected by the situation. That's what we're doing. I'm I'm very confident that we'll have a peaceful solution here sooner rather than later. But we're not sitting idle. It's um it's a lot of diligence being put in this situation. So is there going to be an announcement? I I keep seeing that there's going to be an announcement on the statute. There's going to be, but I haven't heard it directly from your office. Hey, we we should have something finalized here in the next week or so to. To be able to move forward. Okay. Okay. Um, our phone number is 232-1542. If you want to get in on the conversation, you can also email in. We got a call very early this morning, or an email very early this morning. David from Karen Crow asked specifically about your minority affairs you know, position. Yeah. And he specifically asked, I mean, apparently he thinks he's our booker, but he asked, <laughs> when could he come on the show? Because they want to ask questions of him. So maybe that's something we could do. Great. You're on right now. <laughs> you are on right now, David, and I appreciate that. Send in, send in your questions and uh, or call into the show that we or, or attend one of our monthly town hall meetings. We do two. Uh, you know, transparency is very, very big, big, big uh, priority for our administration. Accountability is big for, for our administration. So we do two one-hour uh, shows each week. Um, we do a, a monthly town hall. We're available at the council meetings. Uh, one one of those council meetings each month is is what we call open mic night. So you literally can come and talk to your leaders, uh, regardless of the topic. Uh, there are certain rules you got to be respectful and and follow those rules of the councils. But uh, both councils, I know, welcome those nights. I know we we would welcome those nights as well. Um, just on the more broad topic of race relations, what is happening? What sort of conversations are happening? I know you mentioned last night at the town hall that you are having deep conversations about things. Where are the, the touch points? Like, what are, what are the sensitive areas in our own community? Um, you know, I think we look around and we have a lot more unity than a lot of other places, but that also doesn't mean it's perfect. That's what right. specific things are you talking about? I think that was well said. We, we do have a lot of uh, great things going on in, in unification in our community. We had that before the George, George Floyd situation, and it's, it's just being exemplified uh, throughout this process. But what, what I mentioned last night, and I'll, I'll echo it today, is we can't that that the good components of what we have going on can't can't cause complacency. Just like with COVID, we can't be complacent. So as uh, we have to recognize that as a community that there are racial tensions across the country, we're not immune to that here in Lafayette. Um, we. We may be ahead of the game uh, compared to other communities, maybe because of our culture, maybe because of our, our welcoming culture, our, our, diver, our uh, diverse co uh, culture and community that we that we welcome and we embrace here in Acadiana and Lafayette. And I feel like that's that has solid that has created solid foundation for us to continue to grow. We can't be complacent in our complacent in our growth. Yeah, let's switch gears uh, and talk about COVID nineteen. The numbers continue to tick yeah. up case wise. Um, the Acadiana area seems to sort of be oddly an epicenter when we had before the New Orleans area was, and we handled things well. Lafayette Parish, we handled things well. What are your experts telling you about what we're seeing? Because we are seeing the spike in cases, 
we have not seen the hospital. I mean, there are more hospitalized than sure. were last week or two weeks ago, but we're not seeing it. The, you know, the same percentage. You know, we might see 40% more cases, but we're not seeing 40% more hospitalizations. What should people take from that? So the, the, there's not a direct correlation is what you're saying. And, and I agree, and I see the same trend you're seeing, and our medical task force is doing a, a fantastic job. Again, we meet wait, uh, weekly, uh, do conference calls, sometimes a little bit more than one week, but mostly uh, once per week. And the um, the the comfort that, that our citizens here in Lafayette should take is knowing that the leader of our medical task force is also the leader of Region 4, which is Dr. Tina Stefanski. She's doing a fantastic job, whether it's getting mobile sites up to, to test our most vulnerable, the most vulnerable of our population within Lafayette Parish, or just working with the hospitals to, to make sure that they have uh, the resources they need. So I, I take comfort in that, and I hope, I hope our people take comfort as well. So... Um, the hospitals, my, my, me being a layperson, not being a medical yeah. expert. Uh, and one so of, are our listeners. So sure. it's you, your understanding, you know. Hey, well, we're all in this together. But, <laughs> yeah. but, but, uh, but we'll get through it together as well. And we are getting through it. Um, one question that I ask the medical task force each week is, is, each week is where, where are we at capacity-wise in our hospital systems? And so, so far, there's not an alarming rate. Sure, it is, it is getting, it has increased um, the the number of patients or inpatients have also increased from non-COVID related uh, situations too. So you got to balance those two um, when you look at that and make sure that one, you know, if we're, if we're taking in certain surgeries that, that were put on hold because of the COVID situation, is that leaving enough room, enough capacity for COVID related mm-hmm. uh, instances? So, so far the, the hospital systems, our live Lords, Lafayette General, uh, doing a great job balancing all that. I, I definitely defer to them and their expertise on how they run their, their systems. And, and surely it's been a, it's been a great partnership. You know, if you, if you remember when we first started this, this fight, this war against this invincible, uh, invisible enemy, uh, it was our hospital systems, our local hospital systems that were on the front line volunteering their time, uh, dedicating their resources from, from medical doctors to nurses to, and, and here's a little component that we may forget, the test, the actual test. I don't know if y'all remember, it, not only was PPE very short, but we were short on tests, just the ability to test yeah. COVID-19 patients. And our hospital stepped up. And they manned the Cajun Home Screening site. We were able to they transition, did. go back to the hospitals. Um, uh, Carlos Harvin, our chief of minority affairs, doing a great job with the health equity task force to make sure that everybody in our parish is is taken care of. And with these these mobile sites, are, and Jamie po- Jamie does a great job. Uh, communications to to post that on the Facebook uh, page and and get that message out. And, so and we have get, seen some of these mobile you know systems where it's almost like an RV. Mm-hmm. We've seen where these have been placed. They are in areas that are underserved medically. Maybe the people who live there don't have transportation. So sure. you know, a kudos to that. Our mm-hmm. number two three two one five four two. If you want to get in on the conversation, two three two one five four two for your questions and comments for Lafayette Mayor President Josh Guillory. We continue with Lafayette Live after this. Phone lines are open. Call the show at 232-1542. 232-1542. Then listen live anytime with the free KPL News app, free in the App Store or Google Play. Anytime I need to see a piece of this close my eyes And I am taking two bits for your crystal mind I'm a gentle feeling, take a shelter in the face of my spine Straight like a chicken cherry cola I don't need to try to explain it, it's old, I'm tired And if it happens again, I'ma move so silently To the arms and the lips and the face of the human Can I fall that I need to, I want to Come stand a little bit closer Breathe in and get a bit higher You'll never know what hit you when I get to you 
are listening to Lafayette Live with Lafayette Mayor President Josh Guillory. Oh, what's that? I just found my bell yesterday. <laughs> it has been someone came in here at the beginning of COVID-19 <laughs> and in all of their sanitizing, steaming, whatever they were doing in here. Yeah. The bell was gone. It's probably someone who listened to the show and had enough of it. But yeah. sir or ma'am, it's okay. back. Okay. That's right. And there were two bells. I know. The other one is still missing. At one time. I'm so, waiting until Lafayette Police gets a permanent chief, and then yeah. I'll have them look oh, into okay, it. Yes. Okay, I understand. So we'll get, get to working on bell? that, Mayor President. Is it that your bell or my bell? Well, it's the one that's found, so let's go ahead and call it mine. Okay. Yeah, because he, <laughs> he, he, he runs the show. So I'll just let him do whatever. Um, and I just sit back in the corner and go, okay, Rob, I get it. Sorry to So I guess that's your bell. You, yeah. The bell is found. Hey, so in all of this <laughs> ongoing stuff, how's your family doing? How are your kids? How's your wife? Everybody going with it okay? Well, my wife's probably about to lose her mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mom's out there going, yeah, we get it. <laughs> The dads, too. They're like, I uh, want to go to the beach like the rest of the families right, here. No, yeah. sorry. Still a pandemic <laughs> yeah. going on. And, you know, no, they're 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 good, though. And thank you for asking. And, and uh, my Jamie, she's she's doing good. But, yeah, she's she's juggling a lot right now. Oh, a lot. Gosh. But it's uh, but we'll get through it. Now, there's a lot of families across Lafayette doing juggling a lot. Right yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's certainly true. I know uh, Jamie Angel here in the studio uh, wanted to talk a little bit about real quick. You wanted to mention oh today Super One Super One Foods on uh, Willow Street, uh, okay. Army National Guard, along with the uh, uh, Louisiana Department of Health, Lafayette Consolidated Government, going to do some drive-through testing. So head out there this morning. I think they go from eight to eleven. But if you double check on our Facebook page, you'll get those hours. And there's a few other locations. I think there's a site tomorrow as well, and then next week we're going to have I think three more. Days of testing. So lots of opportunity. Oh, People several. are not feeling all over well. the parish. Yeah. All right, let's go to the phones. Keith is waiting. Good morning to you, Keith. You're on Lafayette Live with Mayor President Josh Guillory. Mayor President Kish, how you doing, brother? Hey, Kish, how are you? Good, good. Look, uh, doing a great job. All y'all, proud of you. Uh, just wanted to remind you and the, the public, especially since we have a rise in the uh, the COVID incidents, that we're still doing uh, free COVID testing to the public. Um, at 901 Wilson, the Pat Lola Ali Medical Center, we're doing the testing uh, free of charge again from 1 to 4 on Tuesday, 1 to 4 on Thursday, and 9 to 12 on Friday. Uh, it's been going well. Great response. I think we've tested over 1,000 since we started this. Um, but just kind of keep that in mind, get that out there, all of you guys. We, we are seeing a pretty strong rise in the young people right now. Uh, Fortunately, with the young people, that the uh, symptoms are only lasting a couple of days, but we still want to protect everybody. So if you want to come by and get some free testing, I'll be out there with my Raging Cajun hat on. And, uh, just <laughs> there we go. Work. Kids, can you say that you address again? Doing, no, I appreciate you. Can you say Nine, that address yeah, again? N- yeah, 901 Wilson in the oil center. It's the, um, the Ali Pat Lola Medical Center. And um, we're in the parking lot and tent. You know, we control the traffic. It goes, it flows pretty well. Uh, but, you know, it's, they're doing this as a community service. Now, uh, Keith, yeah, let me, let me ask you this. Month. Are you the actual one that does the swabbing? I just have to ask if I need to wear a disguise or not. 
<laughs> Look, Rob, I think you do a great job. <laughs> I know, I know some things we probably don't agree on, but uh, you know, you very articulately do a good job. Well, I was going to let you know if show. if you needed to get a good stab at me with a swab, I was going to go swing by. Yeah. Thanks, hey, thanks, Kish. Oh man. No. Take care of me. Look, no problem. But no, I'm not doing it. We got nurses that do okay. it. Okay. Well, I'm safe then. Thanks, Kish. All right. Our number is 232-1542. Lafayette Live. I mean, I just feel like I should throw it out there, right? Absolutely. There you go. It's fun. Come on. It's fun. Um, let's talk about local businesses, uh, restaurants especially. They're nervous right now Ooh, because we're gosh. still in phase two. We're at 50% capacity. A lot of folks thought kind of the light was at the end of the tunnel to get to 75%. Um, we're going to stay here for now. What are you hearing uh, about how they're coping in all this time? Well, I'll tell you what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a lot more proactivity or I'm seeing continued proactivity from our business sectors, which is not surprising. You know, the, we've said this from, from the day, day one. The most accountability and most effective tool is, is us here in the private sector, me and you, not the government. Um, but, you know, we coexist and we have to, we have to work together. But um, I am hearing some concerns uh, as far as the extended uh, relief or excuse me, extended phase two deadline. Yeah. Uh, I, I take a little comfort in knowing that the governor will reevaluate this in two weeks as opposed to waiting the full 28 days. So that should give a little bit of hope. Um, the, the light is there, though, as far as the tunnel. I mean, you can see the light, but <laughs> but it's we still have a long way to go. We can't be complacent here. And 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 I can't be complacent in saying that because it's it's when we put our guard down, that's when we're the most vulnerable. So Again, first line of defense, wash those hands, wash them, wash yeah. them, wash them, uh, increase personal hygiene, try to avoid touching your face. If you can't social distance in big crowds, wear a mask, and we're, we're all human. Sometimes we forget, and I get that, and I understand, but if it's front of mind and we're vigilant and we can you know, continuously understand the threat that we're, that we're facing here, we're, we're, our success rate is a lot more likely to happen. So Yesterday in New Orleans, the mayor there, LaToya Cantrell, announced that they were going to enforce you know, masks in public and in public places. Um, it seemed as if um, it might have been in response to the governor's announcement the day before saying, just to reiterate, if you are serving customers, if you are you know, having the face-to-face -face contact, you have to be wearing a face covering. They're going ahead with enforcement, using code enforcement, using, um, I think they're using fire marshals uh, yeah. staff as well. Is that something that we're having a big enough problem here to make a change with that? Is it going to have to be laid out specifically in the same way? We're, we're not in a position to issue those orders. Okay. I, I don't see. I don't see the benefit for that. Um, you know, cross spectrum mandating the state mask. Uh, the governor hasn't mandated statewide. I believe the measures in place. If we just if we act upon that, if your if your business deals with with the public, wear a mask. It's a safe thing to do. It's it's a very very uh, effective approach. Mm -hmm. And uh, if if you're if you're a business owner out there and you need mask and you're you're falling short and you need to be in those safe shop guidelines or or just want to help protect your customers and your patrons, you can call 311 option 2. 311 option 2. We still have masks from the Haynes, Incorpora Haynes Corporation that were donated uh, to the state and also to Lafayette Parish. And that's in, in any of our municipalities in the parish. If you're in Lafayette Parish, you own a business and you need help, 311 option 2. All right. We're going to take another quick break. Mm -hmm. Your phone calls and more ahead, 232-1542. Uh, earlier this week, we talked to Lita about some small business assistance that you guys are teaming up on. Ooh. 
We'll ask about the response to that and also how people can get more information. That's coming up on Lafayette Live with Mayor President Josh Guillory, not Jamie Angel. Right, yes. right, right. Yes. Just so um, we put that up. <laughs> we're going to put Poor that Jamie's up Jamie's like, nah. my wife hey, is No, thank fine. you. He's like, nah, not for me. Nope. Um, we're back with more coming up right here on Acadia Next Morning News. World events, national headlines, and local news that affects you the most. Hey, it's Robin Burney, and you're listening to Acadiana's Morning News. I listen every morning. I like to stay informed. Wake up with us weekday mornings at 5.30 for the headlines on News Talk 96.5 K. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You accidentally cut your daughter's bangs unevenly. Do you A, line things up a centimeter from her hairline? Man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. No, 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 no. Sweatbands are so hot right now. Everyone's wearing them. Like that basketball player and that other basketball player. B, it's spiritual. Mom, where did all the mirrors go? A reflection could never capture our true selves. Huh? Beauty is within... Um. C, look on the bright side. Less time blow drying, more time texting. Or D, show empathy. Mom, you really don't have Ta-da! to... Ta-da! Twinsies! <laughs> I kind of love it. <laughs> As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Rich is just a really, oh, really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. He lets his 10-year-old nephew beat him at virtual tennis, even though he can straight-up slay his 10-year-old nephew in virtual tennis. When the toilet paper is running low, Rich replaces the roll on the actual holder, not just on the back of the toilet. Rich is texting and driving. Rich? No. What are you doing, Rich? I was just telling everyone how great you are. Texting and driving? makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi. Hey, Dr. Phil here. I help people solve difficult and trying personal problems every day on my TV show, but there's one problem that's just got me stumped. Childhood hunger. Nearly 16 million children in America struggle with it. That's one in five kids who may not know where their next meal is coming from, despite the fact that there's more than enough healthy, nutritious food out there to feed them all. Now, I don't know about you, but that is unacceptable to me. Luckily, the Feeding America network of good people is out there collecting surplus food and giving hope to hungry children and their families at local food banks all across the country. But let's face it, they can't do it without your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. You're listening to American Ground Radio's Morning Minute. At the current rate of spending, Louisiana's Unemployment Benefits Fund will run out of money in the next 10 to 14 weeks. This unemployment fund has fallen to a level that will automatically trigger higher wage taxes on businesses starting in January just to replenish the fund. And this is going to impact more than 100,000 small businesses in Louisiana. 
you know, the longer that we maintain this shutdown, the fewer and fewer businesses that will even be around in January. And yet Governor John Bell Edwards has decided not to let the state of Louisiana move on to phase three and is even talking about taking us back to phase one. American Ground Radio, where building a better America begins with building a better us. Return each Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. with Louis R. Abalone and Stephen Park on News Talk 96.5 KPL and streaming live at KPL96.5.com. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. Watch out. We do have a fender bender. Lafayette Police are reporting at Northwest of Angelin through at East 3rd Street. That's Northwest of Angelin through at East 3rd Street. Also this morning, a report of a wire hazard, Texas Street near Frank Street. And that's a wire hazard, Texas Street near Frank Street. Buckle up. Right, it is 744 now at News Talk 96.5. KPL Lafayette Live, your weekly chance to just say everything you have what? to say. What's the question? Call you know? out the mayor president, say you're the best or you're the worst. We're open for it all. And how come no one came and, you know, dug a ditch here or <laughs> turned off this light and it's not in sequence? So there and you go. Has he possibly answered every question? Maybe it, ever because, in the whole universe? I mean, people are pretty calm today. I know. They're all sleeping in. Um, I still have questions, though. <laughs> all right. Hey, by the way, I'm sort of paid to fill the time. I can't just let you go. We don't have anything else to ask you. Radio See you later. Silence. Um, Radio silence. Earlier this week, we had someone on from Lita to talk yeah. about some of these small business grants. Um, up to $10,000, three months of qualified expenses. Um, this is a sort of an in-between. We know what the PPP did from the federal side, and this is just another local thing. So really... Just sort of bridge that gap until what we're hopefully talking about in a few months is everything open again. Exactly. I heard that interview. Great job on both both sides. And our, our partner over there, Lita, Greg Gotro, um, does a really good job. And, and so if I'll, I'll cut to the chase here. If you're a business out there and you were forced to close by emergency declaration, whether it's my declaration, more than likely it's the governor's declaration. And if, and if you um, even if it was just for a momentary, just a tiny little week or two, if you're forced to close and you do not have adequate federal relief, whether it's through the Paycheck Protection Program or an economic injury disaster loan, please apply. When in doubt, please apply. Uh, so we have, um, whether it's the municipalities, whether it's the city of Lafayette or the unincorporated areas, call 311, option two. Same as same as the mass. I was so going to be consistent. Three one one. I mean, has really taken on. It's been around for a long time, but I mean, it's especially through this whole crisis where you are able to put people in touch with answers. That, I mean, you could look a million places online and get a million different answers. That's you right. know, that's a real hard thing. No, it's true. And, and there's a website too. And I don't want to give the wrong. Way. Do you know the website? Uh, yes, it's uh, Lafayette.org/brp. BRP. So Lafayette.org slash BRP. So if you're a business out there forced to close, you didn't get adequate federal relief or no federal relief at all, mm -hmm. when in doubt, please apply. No guaranteed you'd be uh, accepted, but it can't hurt to apply. The application process is online. It's very easy. Our friends at, at LEDA and our economic uh, task force will, will help walk you through if you have any questions. That's why you can call 311 option two or go to Lafayette.org slash BRP. 
Bravo, Romeo, Papa. For all you, for all you phonetic alphabet army military folks. B-R-P. I'm ter- terrible about this because there are a lot of times that I have to uh, spell out. I have a, kind of a weird street name that people miss here on the phone. When I am forced to give it that way, I can never. Th- I think of the worst things. I mean, it's, it's just ridiculous. Um, I always want an update on the budget. I know yeah. that um, we have talked about um, the closures we have had to have. Sure. We have had layoffs. We have people still wondering. I know the Hyman Center is still trying to work through through theirs. I got a question earlier this week about a resignation from the Hyman Performing Arts Center in the box office, but I feel like it might have just been a nothing else with this because you haven't announced any more layoffs. Right. But um, where are we on that and, and opening some of those maybe in the next fiscal year? Well, twofold question there. So the yep. budget and then the then the operation. So the budget side of it, um, we're still in a fiscal emergency here. COVID nine. First of all, we were in a fiscal emergency before COVID nineteen because of spending habits of our local government over the last decade or so. So we had to get our we had to do what businesses had to do, and we are having to do what many families in Lafayette Parish are having to do, and that's tighten our belt and yep. getting our spending under control. Um, we will submit the administration will submit a balanced budget uh, to the councils for. Uh, their consideration and approval, and I, I, I would be shocked if any council member wanted to add to our deficit. Uh, surely I wouldn't support that, and, and thank God for line-item vetoes in our charter. Um, but I, I do feel very confident that we'll work with the councils and, and present a very fiscally responsible budget to, to our, for our people. Um, in regards to the operations and yeah. Hyman Center and Science Museum, Nature Station, and I'm going to throw in our rec centers in here as well. It's a different department. One's in the previous three are in community development. Rec centers fall in parks and recs. Uh, we just have to have a different model. You know, I've, I've put put our directors on on notice, for lack of better words. We're talking talking to them, giving them a little time to figure this out. Uh, but we just can't, look, we can't do the same thing. We can't have the same mindset, continue to dump money in something that's not fruitful. It's not our money. It's the yeah. taxpayer's money. Now, that doesn't mean we're not going to be able to save them. We're just going to save them with a different model. So par- private partnership, public-private partnerships mm-hmm. go a long way. There's different models across the, the state, different models across the country that we can mimic uh, at minimum so we don't have to reinvent the wheel on every aspect. But I know this. Our people deserve better fiscal responsibility than what they've received in the past. Uh, Indeed. Je- Jennifer sent in a Facebook message and asked if you have any input into what the schools do in the fall. Are you involved in those conversations? No, so it's our well. Am I involved in the conversation? Yes, but I have zero jurisdiction over gotcha. the schools. But but, but I they look, ask, I'm absolutely. sure, and we, and we work and we have a great relationship with the school board. It's um, uh, several school board members were in my office the other day. We were talking about possible solution on, on just a wide variety of, of yeah. issues. So while I do, while I do not have direct jurisdiction, um, I, I do represent the same constituents that they represent. You know, and and maybe it's. They're focused more on the children. We're focused more on the on the adults. But uh, but but we we come together and we find uh, common ground there where we can help folks and maybe create some synergy. And I think you're going to start to see that from from a whole range of of topics where you'll see us working a lot more together in the future. All right, thanks for that question. We'll take another quick break. Come back with more to wrap things that. up with Lafayette Live. Mayor President Josh Guillory in studio with us. Our number two three two one five four two. The very latest on your way into work. Every morning. Rob and Bernie on Acadiana's Morning News. All right, we go to line one, and Alan is on the phone with a question. Good morning. 
Alan. Good morning. Hey, Go ahead Alan. with your question or comment, Alan. Good morning. So my comment is more about the coronavirus, and what I'm concerned is that, in general, there seems to be a lot of people. If you watch the news, you see all these uh, many different restaurants and businesses and places in Lafayette reporting that they're having to close back down because some employees tested positive, et cetera. And I think people just maybe are not taking it seriously, the, the coronavirus. You know, that people on social media, they question the validity of the numbers, et cetera. And they're, and they're acting like it's all over with, but it's not over with. Clearly, it's not. And uh, what I'm concerned about is if people don't start taking this a little bit more seriously and practicing their social distancing, et cetera, and the numbers keep going up, if the governor forces us to go back into phase one or even worse, back on lockdown, um, I'm a small business owner. I'm self-employed. I pretty much work by myself. And my business was one that was affected, and I had to be shut down. And if they shut me down again, I'm, I'm going to lose everything I own. I can't, I can't do another three months uh, of being out of business. And so I'm just asking people to, to take things a little bit more seriously. And, you know, just whether you think it's an inconvenience or not, it's, it's not always all about you. You know, it's, it's other people that, that, that their lives are hinging on this. So, you know, if they ask you to wear a mask, just wear the dang mask. I mean, how much of an inconvenience is it, really? And that's really all I got to say. And thank you. Alan, all we right. feel for you. Thanks for the call. Yeah, because that's tough. Wow, Alan, thank you. A lot, a lot of powerful statements in there. Um, first first and foremost, thank you for weathering the storm. And, and, and we're not out of it, like Alan said. But I just want to remind Alan and all our business owners out there, because he had mentioned that he was forced to close mm-hmm. through an emergency declaration. If your business was forced to close and, and under an emergency declaration, please plot, please apply. Lafayette.org slash BRP. Bravo, Romeo, Papa. <laughs> and or go, th- go call 311, option two. Um, in regards to the other statements, hey, Alan's spot on. Again, the first line of defense is us. You know, it's inc- continue to increase your personal hygiene. If you think you've, if you think you've washed your hands too much, wash them again. It, it, that's an easy solution. Go. Easy solution. You know, uh, try to avoid touching your face. There we go. We got hand sanitizer mm-hmm. in the studio. Mm-hmm. Y'all want Live. me to spray y'all down with that oh, bottle? I no? might. Okay. The uh, communication teams has Lysol in their pockets. I mean, let this be the headline. If Bernie is liberal on anything, it is how she sprays I'm hand sanitizer on me every single day. Like if you open yep. one of the cabinets in my office, there's yeah. about... 50 mini bottles of Purell. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Okay. Jamie for a while had the, uh, you know, the alcohol-based, uh, uh, the whiskey oh, and yes. all that oh. stuff, the Everclear, I mean, uh, that the homemade was, stuff. When that was first just came to out. make it through the press conference. That's if, how I uh, hid my, my stash. <laughs> if you just walk through his office, he has two doors in his office. If you just walk through for like two seconds, you, you might come out there with, uh, you that's, couldn't drive for about seven smell. hours. You're sanitized. <laughs> all right. Mayor President Josh Guillory, <laughs> Lafayette Live, each and every week. Uh, we love to take your questions. By the way, if there's anything you think of during the week, news at kpel965.com. Or, you know, if you don't want me to know, you want it to be a secret, Bernie at kpel965.com. <laughs> and she'll ask your question. Uh, All right, 757, thanks for coming in as always. Good luck, and we'll, uh, we'll keep, a, keep a watch you. out. And thank you for what you do. God bless you. God bless you, sir. 757 now at News Talk 96.5. KPL back with more next. Fox News commentary. Good news and bad news on coronavirus data. More next. Your employees and customers have new expectations when it comes to cleanliness. Cintas has the products and services you need to feel prepared. A trained Cintas technician can apply disinfectant and sanitizer spray to common surfaces. And we'll keep you well stocked with gloves, face masks, hand sanitizer, and disinfectant wipes, professional cleaning supplies, and PPE. 
Just a few ways Cintas can help you keep your business safe. Visit Cintas.com and get ready for the workday. Confirmed coronavirus cases are surging and in some cases spiking around the country. Some of this is due to the fact that we're testing a lot more people, which is a good thing. The more you test, the more positive results are going to come back. But it goes beyond that and certain hotspots are undoubtedly emerging. But so far, at least, there has not been a correspondingly worrisome uptick in hospitalizations across the board, although there are some red flags certain places. Our health system is not, at least now, being pushed to the brink. Why? Much of the data now suggests that the reason is many of the new positive Positive tests are coming among younger, healthier people whose symptoms are non-existent or very mild and don't require hospitalizations. That's comparatively good news, and it's a reason to potentially hope that the worst of this may be behind us. However, transmission to vulnerable populations remains a very serious concern, which is why protecting our elderly and people with comorbidities, especially in nursing homes, remains an urgent priority. That's your Fox News commentary of the Rush Limbaugh Show in Acadiana. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Brobridge, Lafayette. Coming up on 8. The unemployment claims keep piling up. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News, adding to what's been a wave of job losses in this corona-caused recession. Fox's Lillian Wu has the numbers live. Dave, the latest reading for first-time jobless claims coming in above expectations at 1.48 million for last week versus 1.3 continuing claims. Slightly better than expected. Now, this makes some 47 million people filing for jobless help over 14 weeks, dwarfing pre-pandemic levels of just about 200,000 weekly claims. And the final read for the first quarter shows our economy shrank at a 5% rate. Dave? Now, Lillian, on Wall Street, stock futures are down big, adding to yesterday's big plunge on renewed coronavirus worry. This is record new cases are reported from California to Texas to Florida. I mean, it's kind of scary. It is concerning that we're getting the numbers. They were at a testing site in Miami. Some state and local officials across the country have put in more mask requirements and paused some reopenings. The House could pass its policing reform bill the day after a Republican Senate version was blocked. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said the GOP was trying to get away with murder. Republicans demanded an apology, she told MSNBC. Absolutely, positively not. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy reacted on Fox Business a short time ago. For her to play politics at this moment in time, while we're seeing an uprising across America, she's unfit for the job. Three police officers in Wilmington, North Carolina, have been fired after being caught on video saying things the chief called hateful and racist, even talking about slaughtering black people. Now, in the anti-police protests, monuments and statues have been torn down. Here at the White House, there is a very heavy police presence. This morning, President Trump is set to crack down hard on Americans who vandalize monuments, public spaces, government buildings. He said yesterday, Americans who top or tried to topple Confederate statues during the round of recent protests are un-American. Fox's Jillian Turner. Ask your Amazon smart speaker to play the news from Fox. America's listening to Fox. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently. And other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie-cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie-cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No. 
Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. Another death of a person being arrested has led to a shakeup, this time at a police department in Arizona. Tucson Police Chief Chris Magnus has resigned along with three other officers following the death of a 27-year-old Hispanic man. These officers would have been terminated had they not resigned. Tucson Mayor Regina Romero, after details into the death of Carlos Ingram Lopez became public. He died back in April after being handcuffed and placed face down. Medical examiner's office says he passed away from sudden cardiac arrest amid cocaine intoxication and physical restraint. Tom Graham, Fox News. Three white men have now been indicted for murder in Ahmed Arbery's death in Georgia. A black man shot while out jogging. One of those charges, William Bryan, whose video recording the killing helped lead to the criminal charges. His lawyer, Kevin Goff, says it was the other two who were involved. Mr. Bryan, in contrast, stood 100 feet or more away from Mr. Arbery, armed only with his cell phone camera when Mr. Arbery was shot. One of the most famous movies of all time is controversial these days. And if you want to watch it on HBO, you'll see something new. Gone with the Wind is back on HBO Max after initially being removed to add context and a disclaimer to the 1939 Civil War epic. The film is now preceded by a video from TCM host and University of Chicago Cinema and Media Studies professor Jacqueline Stewart, who states, you're about to see one of the most enduringly popular films, but adds, the film has been repeatedly protested due to its romantic depiction of the antebellum South and stereotypical black characters. Hattie McDaniel, who played Mammy, was the first black woman to receive a supporting actress Oscar, but she had to sit in the back of the room. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Again, our top story, another 1.48 million jobless claims filed last week and on Wall Street stock futures are down. I'm Dave Anthony and this is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Good morning, I'm Rob Kirkpatrick, Acadiana's Morning News. 82 degrees your high today, showers and storms in the forecast. Tomorrow, that Saharan dust really sets in. It'll be 86 degrees tomorrow. Your full forecast from Daniel Phillips, KATC, is coming up. The Acadiana region is outpacing others in the state in new COVID-19 cases, with the younger demographic being the most problematic age group. Dr. Tina Stefanski, Regional Medical Director of the Office of Public Health, hopes that young adults will begin to heed the advice of health officials as it will help protect those more at risk for outcomes. You can see the latest numbers at kpel965.com. Case numbers down about 40% day-to-day from Tuesday to Wednesday. We'll see where today leaves us. Thieves broke into a popular Lafayette restaurant early Wednesday morning, and it was all caught on camera. They started at Hot Food Express and then broke into a couple of gaming machines near the restaurant's entrance. The owner of the restaurant said in a Facebook post, the money often used to help feed the homeless in Lafayette. About $1,000 in damage was done. You can see that surveillance video at kpel965.com. Local musician and former paramedic Jamie Bajron has released a video after his termination from Acadian Ambulance. The local entertainer was recently terminated by the employer after he posted questionable memes on Instagram. Bajron says he feels like he was targeted 
and he says that those who targeted him have actually hurt the many people who rely on paramedics in our community. He said the memes had no racial intent, and those who know him best know he is no racist. You can see that video at kpel965.com. The House approves legislation protecting public and private schools from civil lawsuits by students or teachers who may claim they got COVID on school grounds. A meet representative, Robbie Carter, says the school board superintendent told him this bill was crucial to having students back in the classrooms come fall. The vote was 82 to 17. Another bill places an 8% tax on net revenue from online fantasy sports contests. It's heading to the governor's desk after it got final legislative approval yesterday. The money would generate about $375,000 a year, and that money will reportedly go towards funding early childhood education. Back in 2018, voters in 47 of the 64 parishes legalized fantasy sports betting. Sunshine eventually giving way to cloud cover a little bit later on this afternoon. Expecting widely scattered showers to start popping up probably about lunchtime today. A 60% chance for that rainfall. It's the last day of what's been a very wet work week so far. Tomorrow, it'll be much drier and a little more sunshine. However, some dust getting into the area and that is going to make for a hazy day Friday and Saturday. We'll finally start to see things clearing out a little bit by Sunday. Dust should help kind of squash some of those rain chances as well. Temperatures in the meantime expected to get up to around 86 degrees a little later on this afternoon. Going to feel slightly warmer than that and then your lows tonight are going to drop down into the mid-70s. We're back at the upper 80s and low 90s by the weekend and starting to get back into a normal summer pattern for next week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. Double checking your traffic. We have a report of a stalled vehicle. It's on I 10 westbound, mile marker 97. Again, a stalled vehicle, I 10 westbound, mile marker 97. Please make sure that you're buckling up and keeping it safe out there today. 810 now at News Talk 96.5. KPEL, Acadiana's Morning News. Rob and Bernie here with you. And we are joined by someone whose name that you know and a book that you're going to want to have. It's Lonnie Love. Good morning to you. How are you today? You know, I'm just trying to make these TikTok videos and stay away <laughs> from the Rona. That's <laughs> you know, I, I really sat back and I, I got a copy of the book last week. I was reading. So here's what we did this weekend at my house. I read a chapter. My wife read a chapter. I read a chapter. My wife read a chapter. And then uh, by the end of the weekend, she said, Rob, you were better suited to be a black woman. Okay, because you're identifying with this book way too much because it all makes perfect sense. We all try to change ourselves to fit into everybody else's cookie cutter. And you're saying it's not worth it in the end. It is. It's not worth it, Rob. And thank you for for uh, reading it and also sharing it. You know, that, this is you know my new my latest book. I tried to chase. You don't have to. It's really a love story to my fans. It's been so great to me, and um, I wanted to let people know that in life you're gonna have flaws. You could fix the flaws if you want to, or you could try to, you know, keep those flaws because to me, flaws make you stand out. Mm-hmm. And as a plus-size black woman, that's exactly what I've had to deal with in life. And it just shows how you can go from humble beginnings to be an Emmy-winning talk show host. So that's what the book is about. So the show is called uh, 
the show is why, why am I totally blanking? The real, the real, and it's on KATC here in Lafayette. Yeah, he had that moment. Um, wait, I, I'm reading out, and I and I have the book right in front of me. And the one thing, and I I think this is probably where our you know the whole experience really intersected is that ever since we've had kids. I always have to convince my wife, like, who cares about the number that's on your dress? Yes. You know, that's a receipt. You gave life to two whole humans, you know, and and that's how I feel about it. Just just own it. You know, I love you more than ever. And and I think we, we read a lot about this. And I love the part that you said, you know, I, I tried to change so you don't have to because you really just became yourself. I read a story yesterday about, you know, what really kind of propelled you to focus on yourself and your career in comedy was really bad news you got from your previous job but you kind of use that as a diving board into the rest of your life well that, you know first of all tell your wife she's lovely at any size <laughs> and i i thank you for that because no matter what we always want to look good yep. but i think we just lived in a society where the society says you've got to be this type of way yeah. in order to be successful you have to be this type of way in order to make it in life and it's just not true there's story after story and in my book I share my story of how you know I tried to be a certain way because I thought Hollywood would accept me and it's just a funny story of how it always exploded and in the end if I just would have took my time you know things just happened for me and the right parts came for me the right you know shows came for me and so that's what that's why I say this book is about hope and inspiration and right now you know, Rob and Bernie, we need hope in this country. Yes. So it can happen. It can happen for everybody. You know, I have never, my whole life, and I've always struggled with my weight, right? So, but the the last, I don't know, six months or so, I finally found someone to work with me. And so I, I really finally learned to really accept myself. I thought I'd always accepted myself. Now I really do. I have seen some weight loss. And either way, I don't care because you're right. We just want to look good and feel good. And what's important is that you're healthy. You yes. know, so I tell people, I don't say just become just the biggest person in the world and say, love me, accept me. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is stop allowing society to tell you that you're less than because you're that. That's you know right. if you got issues. You know, you know what you need to work on. You know if you want to look a certain type of way, that's you. Stop letting society say you can't. And we let things stop us. We let things stop us. Like, oh, because, you know, I'm dark skin or, or because I'm short. You know, I no, stop that. Just, you know, work on whatever you need to work on. Accept your flaws and move on in life and, and hit your goals. That's what you got to do. There's a line uh, that says, quote, there's a saying a lot of people live by, fake it till you make it. For me, it's always been fake it and then have the whole thing blow up in your face. Yeah, I love that. And that's, and that's true. <laughs> it, you know what? I wish more people would have that experience. Yes. They might be living a little bit more meaningful yes. life, you know? Especially on social media. I mean, we are so influenced by that. And my thing is the kids are so influenced by that. They see people and they think, oh, they've got these riches and they got this and they got that. Honey, you'd be surprised at how these people are living in their lives. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's important, you know, we have to, you know, tell the younger generation and give them stories of how, you know, this is not right. 
you know, to actually be this big fake person, this false person, because you won't find happiness that way. And so these are the stories that I share where I tried to be the rich person. I had all the costume jewelry, and I'm thinking I'm trying to be, you know, something that I'm not, and it didn't work. You know, I got called out for it. Or I tried to be the rapper because I'm like, okay, rap is in. Let me try to be. I was going to be whack. That's what it was. So there's a lot of funny stories in there like that. You know, I think a lot of people probably feel like they know you already from the show The Real, but you read this book and you really do see, you know, everyone has struggles. It's all about what you make of them. It's not about where you came from. It's where you're going. I mean, I could use all those cliches, but Alani Love, you're really the embodiment of that. And we appreciate you taking some time for us today. The book is available now. It is called I Try to Change So You Don't Have to true life lessons it's been our honor lonnie love thanks so much and, and if you ever need someone i realize it's an all-female yes. panel but because my wife said rob you are identifying with this book a little bit too much you just call me up rob kirkpatrick and lafayette i'm happy to sit in <laughs> i would love that i can't wait to see you guys okay thank you so much for time all right thanks thank so you. much it's 8 17 now at news talk 96.5 kpal she is just awesome let me tell you about this one time um I brought my wife. I planned this big thing. You know, stand-up comedy yeah. is something that I love. Yes. You know, a, several years back, we had Lisa Lampanelli that came to town, and it was just a really fun night. It was supremely inappropriate, but right. just a fun night. Right. And, uh, and that's just my thing. So one night, we lived in Atlanta. It was Sarah's birthday, and I was trying to plan something. You know, as a guy, you're always trying to do something inventive. Like, right. Let's do something we haven't done. Let's right, go. Right, right. Let's go throw axes at the rest of Grinigate, you know, things <laughs> right, like that. Right. So I said, so we went to this restaurant that's called Canoe, uh -huh. and it's right on the Chattahoochee River. Mm -hmm. You can basically walk out the back porch into the river. It's cool. And then I said, then we're going to go see uh, Alani Love. She was playing at the Atlanta Improv that night. Yeah. I said, let's go. You know what I didn't realize about stand up? Because I had always like watched it as a special or maybe just like a one off, like open mic night. That they have so many opening acts. Yeah. No joke. My wife does not remember a second of Lonnie Love because she was sleeping at the uh, table. Because, uh. I mean, we started the night at 6 o'clock having drinks, eating and everything. 1130, I'm like, I'm watching this whole thing. And she's like, I'm just going to close my eyes. <laughs> anyway, birthday went on too long. That uh, book is called I Try to Change So You Don't Have To. It's available now. You can find it on Amazon and other bookstores as well. All right. Oh. 818 now at News Talk 96.5. KPL coming up. We're going to talk about workplace culture burn. Ooh. What are we missing now? Okay. Now that the COVID-19 has happened and we're actually looking towards the future, there's some people who are finally getting into the groove of actually liking to work from home and making mm -hmm. a routine out of it. But you're not having your regular workplace things. So you, there's yeah. some things we need to do. Joel Patterson is coming up. He's a workplace culture expert. Okay. I want to bring him here because we have to be a case study in some dysfunction. I uh, swear. We have yes. to be. And I think we're probably good at it. We're I don't great. know what that says with us. but Well, it's yeah. one of those things like we can fight with each other. Uh-huh. But as soon as you fight. You touch the wolf with pack. one of my people. You are going to get hurt. That's right. <laughs> All right. We're back with more of Katie Morning News after this. I'm Bernadette Lee. And you're listening to News Talk 96.5 KPL. As an 18-year-old, I let my mistakes kind of take over my life. I was 0.5 credits away from completing high school, and I didn't do it. Ten years later, at age 28, 
Jackie finished her high school diploma. When I found out that I was pregnant, I know that I had to do something for myself if I wanted to make her a better person and provide a better life for her. My family never stopped pushing for me to be better because they knew what I could become and who I could become as a person. My support team is amazing. The educational director, my sister, and even my seven-year-old daughter, she's been more than the support that I could ask for. I've been given an opportunity, and I'm just thankful for it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. You're listening to American Ground Radio's Morning Minute. At the current rate of spending, Louisiana's Unemployment Benefits Fund will run out of money in the next 10 to 14 weeks. This unemployment fund has fallen to a level that will automatically trigger higher wage taxes on businesses starting in January just to replenish the fund. And this is going to impact more than 100,000 small businesses in Louisiana. You know, the longer that we maintain this shutdown the fewer and fewer businesses that will even be around in January. And yet Governor John Bell Edwards has decided not to let the state of Louisiana move on to phase three and is even talking about taking us back to phase one. American Ground Radio, where building a better America begins with building a better us. Returning Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Park. On News Talk 96.5, KPL, and streaming live at KPL96.5.com. News Talk 96.5, KPL. Depend on it. The KPL Topic Train is running right on time. Driven by Bruce Hart Poche, LLP, Certified Public Accountants. Bernie Love. All right, hey, welcome into the KPL Topic Train. Okay, so, you know, Major, Major League Baseball has kind of gotten their act yeah. together. I think mm-hmm. they're going to play a handful of games. Um, even though I'm still not buying it until I see a first I'm pitch. Because they keep going back and well, forth. Well, and everything's still so up in the air, and it's frustrating. So, yeah, I'm with you. I feel you. I feel you there. Okay, so listen to this. How funny. Yes, sir. So, it's got to be about a month before play starts. Okay. Obviously, there are going to be some changes. Sure. And one of the proposed changes is getting absolutely dragged on social media. Okay. It's called the, quote, wet rag rule. Okay. It states that a pitcher can keep a wet rag in his back pocket as an alternative to constantly licking his fingers uh, when he's on the mound. Right. Okay. Fans and players, they're laughing at it. Um, former pitcher said, quote, good luck hitters. Water won't be the only thing on that rag. Uh, hello. Come on. Are you kidding me? Yeah. As Braves writer Scott Coleman said, thankfully, baseball doesn't have a cheating problem. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> One guy asked, do sweaty fingers touching a ball transmit less germs than a licked <laughs> finger? I'm not a doctor, but it sounds exactly the same. Uh, Yeah. The comments are hilarious. But, oh, you know, they're I'm sure they are. You know, everyone's they're just kind of like spitballing. Right? And you know what? We've been ridiculed, too, because for sure. spitballing ideas. And right. we just forgot we were on the radio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what this seems, seems like it is, you know. Wet rag. But sometimes when that's happened, we've done some pretty phenomenal I was about things. to say, sometimes we come up with great mm-hmm. points. And other times we crash and burn. Yes. Um, 1,000 children Are? were part of a study. And okay. this is a fun study. Yeah. 
They were asked, what is the best thing about being a kid? Oh, this should be interesting. Um, here are the top 10. Uh, number 10, everything is fun. Number two, jumping in puddles. <laughs> I'm sorry. Number, that's number nine. Oh, 10, sorry, nine. sorry. All right. Number eight, building forts and make-believe in general. Okay. Yeah, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, half the time, we don't practice the whole make-believe thing enough. Yeah. yeah. Because you can you can think about stuff like that just for a few minutes during your work day that's very stressful. If you walk into my office with a cape and a mask on, uh, I'm going <laughs> to tell you... I'm going to tell you, Miss Byrne, you're going to have to go home for the day. Uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. Not, something's okay? not right. You're a freak. Um, number seven, <laughs> having a lot of friends. Number six, playing outside. You could still play outside when you're an adult. Um, number five, Who birthdays. does that, though? I mean, more people do it now, thank God. But Play outside. Well, then I hurt I hurt my foot. I was having fun outside that hurt my foot. <laughs> but I'm back to normal now. Okay. So, number yeah, five, that's birthdays. Allegedly. Okay. Number four, summer vacations and yes. other holidays. Number three, the excitement leading up to Christmas. Oh, yes. Number two, having parents that love and take care of you. I'm not going to lie. I still, as a whole grown adult, sleep better at my parents' house. There's a weird thing like maybe if the house burns down, they'll wake me up because I'm the kid. I don't know. I think everybody that doesn't I, I think everybody goes through that it's just I, comfortable well and look let's be honest and things, okay. things taste better there too okay really like scrambled you eggs. know why it tastes better why because it's your mom making it for you i know but I've, even I if i make something at their house yes in the pan yes it's their better pan, there i know coffee i know uh, you know me yeah. i don't even drink coffee but the alarm goes off there. at three forty for me in the morning now yes. thank you bernie <laughs> and i can't drink coffee so I don't drink coffee, but at her house, oh, I might have three cups of coffee. coffee. Anyway, yeah. number one is Christmas presents. Okay. You know. That is. I mean, that's the, the wonderment of life. I'll say this. We don't have enough wonderment. Number three speaks to me, and it is the, okay. they, it's the excitement leading up to Christmas. You know what I remember a great feeling is like be, like looking so forward to the weekend on Friday, like yes. what you like, you had plans on Friday night. Yes. you were either going to go with friends to the movies, or you were going to go spend the night at Mama's house, or, or whatever. Whatever yeah. you're doing, I feel like we lost that because, see, as adults, your Friday is full of stuff that you have to worry <laughs> is taken care of for the weekend. Well, you know, and that's exactly especially right. Especially in my world, all that weekend sh- stuff. I hope y'all don't think it's magic. Uh-huh. And I did not almost say that. Yes, you did. I was about say to say that, right? stuff. Stuff. That's uh, right. Yeah. All those weekend shows, those aren't magic. There's no unicorn running around here putting those shows in. we wish Mm -hmm. that at 9 o'clock, you and I could hold hands and skip down the street. That's what people think happens, by the way. Right. People, like, and we're okay with that. Yeah. Because that's, you know, just kind of our gig. But everything at your parents' house is way, way much more fun. Okay, so were you like my wife? And did your parents totally warp your brain by telling you you were sweeter, <laughs> your blood was sweeter than the average other kid, and that's why mosquitoes bit you? Um, no. <laughs> I it think that's turns so out sweet. Your body temperature has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. Mosquitoes can seek out body temperature, and mm-hmm. your body temperature is probably slightly higher than other people who don't get beat. That's why it varies by age, gender, how much you move around. Also, if you have eaten spicy foods. Uh-huh. Number two, another reason mosquitoes love you, exercise. That also raises your body temperature. Oh, okay. You're stressed out. Studies have shown that mosquitoes could be drawn to the hormones that come out of stress sweat. And that makes sense because, of, you know. Um, 
you haven't showered for a while. They're oh. also attracted to a specific type of bacteria, and you tend to have more bacteria when, near your ankles and your feet. When you're stanky. it's been a while. Mm-hmm. If it's been a while. Do you Dark not clothing, bathe every day? Dark clothing, of course. Um, Dark clothing, okay. Um, reds, blacks, and blues attract more mosquitoes than lighter colors like white and yellow. And then the number one reason, and this is, I think, the reason it comes after me, because I don't do a lot of those other things. Right. Kidding. Alcohol dilates your blood vessels in your skin, making you warmer. Ah. So, you know what? Just be cool, and the mosquitoes won't want you. Okay. And finally, half of us say we've faked a sick day. <laughs> For what? And here are the states that do it the most. Okay. It's not Louisiana. We haven't done it. Other okay. states, Kentucky, Wisconsin, Utah, Minnesota. Uh, okay. New Jersey, New Hampshire, Connecticut, right. not on there. Who are these people faking these sick uh, um, days? But you know what? What do you do, though, if like your kid is sort of sick? Yeah. And you're not sick, but you do need to stay home with them. I mean, what do you do? See, that's, you, a, that's a hard one because some, empl- some employers, they call it a sick day. Right. Um, by the way, Monday, the most popular day of the week to call out sick when you're not. Yeah, and that's because people are like, I'm so hungover. Uh, you know, um, this was the best a third weekend of people ever. people surveyed say they've used a sick day after a holiday. I happen to know of a business in Acadiana that if you take off the day after a holiday, Call in or pre-scheduled, you're charged for two days. Wow. It's pretty serious, huh? Wow, that is serious. Okay. Um, Are you asking, is that legal? I don't know. Uh, yeah. I've because, I mean, every once in a while, like, you know, mm. wouldn't you want that day after to be able to take it off if, if you mm. have plans with your family? Not if you're trying to shank your uh, co-workers <laughs> with all that extra work, you know? Okay. Anyway. All right. 834 uh, now at News Talk 96.5 KPL. Going to take a quick break here. Update of your headlines. And then we march on. Our friend, the workplace culture expert, Joel Pennington, I believe his last name is. Mm, yeah, Patterson. Joel Patterson. Patterson. I know what you meant. Mm. Um, we're going to talk to him coming up. Okay. Well. Happy you that you're sure here, Burn. And it's pre-Friday. Oh, it's pre-Friday. Like, does it just get any better? Well, this is what I was going to tell you. Okay. I want to put in a song. Okay, what's Can we put in a song? Today? Yeah. Like right now? Well, just, we're going to take this break. We'll get to okay. the news. I'm, I'm about it. I well, know we normally do a song on Fridays, but I want the song today. Okay. And we're going to put it at the end of the show. It's going to be a surprise. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, 835 All right. now at Sounds New Stock 96.5 pal. Back with more next. It's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from KPL965.com. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick, and it was a heated moment yesterday afternoon in the House as state lawmakers took up a resolution to create a task force dedicated to studying policing policy. Baton Rouge Representative Ted James says the Black Caucus and the Republican leaders struck a deal to pass the resolution in exchange for stripping it of any mention of George Floyd and agreeing not to hold floor speeches on policing. After amendments passed, stripping the bill of its George Floyd reference, Prairieville Representative Tony Bacala, a former state trooper, spoke, saying cops are more likely to be killed in the line of duty than black men are to be killed by cops. James was incensed, and for five minutes he held the floor with an impassioned speech. James said that people who murder cops get arrested, while cops who murder black men get taxpayer-funded vacations and rarely suffer the consequences. The resolution passed unanimously. It goes to the Senate. Headlines from around the country this morning. The nation's coronavirus hotspots setting new records again. Two states reported their highest number of cases in a single day yet. California added more than 7,000, while Florida topped 5,500. 
Texas is also passing 5,000 for the second day in a row. Arizona, though, posting its lower number of new infections in a week, but hospitalizations are way up. ICU beds there, now 88% full. The Trump administration is withdrawing support from coronavirus testing sites as cases spike across the country. Five states have federally supported testing sites, but these locations will soon be turned over to state control. The Department of Health and Human Services will continue its partnerships with retail and pharmacy locations that do offer testing. The founder of WikiLeaks is facing a new superseding indictment in the United States. In a release, the Justice Department announced a federal grand jury formally charged Julian Assange for recruiting and conspiring with computer hackers. The DOJ said the new indictment does not add to the 18 counts already faced by Assange. He is currently in prison in the UK and awaiting a possible extradition to the United States. The accused Walmart gunman in El Paso will be charged today with taking another life. He's already charged with killing 22 people last year, but a shooting survivor died last month. He had been in ICU the entire time. Patrick Crucius also faces several counts of federal hate crimes and could get the death penalty if convicted. The U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services Agency is planning to furlough two-thirds of its employees August 3rd if federal aid does not arrive. The agency is responsible for granting citizenship, work visas, and providing other benefits to immigrants. They rely largely on application fees to remain open, but the Trump administration's decision to postpone asylum hearings and new visas has cut application numbers in half. The agency now depends on federal aid to keep their offices open. A federal judge in California says Representative Devin Nunes can't sue Twitter for defamation. Nunes is trying to sue two parody accounts and strategist Liz Mayer for posting on the platform in character as Nunes's cow and mother, which he says damages his reputation and bid for re-election. He was looking to sue Twitter as a publisher of the offending content, but Judge John Marshall ruled the platform cannot be held liable for statements by individual accounts. And finally, NASA astronauts are studying an extraplanet they have found orbiting a young star 32 light years away. The system will allow it to study planet formation and evolution, as well as how planets interact with their stars. The Neptune-sized exoplanet named AUMICB, interesting, completes its orbit around the cool, wet dwarf sun every eight and a half Earth days. Astronomers are looking at AUMICB as a nearby laboratory to study young planetary systems. Morning sunshine eventually giving way to mostly cloudy skies as we've got a 60% chance for scattered showers yet again. Seems to be the last day of this wet pattern. I think that pattern starts to break a little later on tonight. Highs get up to around 86 degrees, feeling a little bit hotter than that with your lows dropping down into the mid-70s. Hazy skies coming up for your Friday. Rain chances at 20%. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5. My name is Lola Silvestri, and I'm going to be 95 this year. I was very independent. I fell, and I had to have meals on wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council.
workplaces have looked a lot different for the last few months and people are sort of settling into a new norm, but it's still something is just missing. Joel, Pe Joel Patterson joins us on the phone this morning. Um, he is a workplace expert and, you know, things have completely changed and along with it have have gone some of the traditions. Maybe it's a monthly birthday party for everyone whose birthday was in a particular month. Those things go a long way in driving morale and productivity in many cases. What are businesses doing and, and companies doing to make sure that can still happen? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, yeah, you know, it is definitely a different time. And I think the first step is recognizing that that's, that's the case and it's not going to go back to the way it was anytime soon. But there are still quite a few things that you can do to, to make sure people feel connected that, are, that aren't difficult. Um, you know, even over Zoom calls, we've all had a million of those at this point. But doing things around that that might be a little bit unique, such as potentially, uh, you know, have somebody show you around their office. You can really learn a lot about people <laughs> just by seeing their working environment. You know, we've got, we have, uh, we have one guy here at the office that tends to wear tank tops every day. And in the last company-wide meeting that we had over Zoom, we had everybody put on a tank top and without letting him know, <laughs> which creates, you know, it makes him feel special. It makes everybody else in on the joke. You know, there's things like that that you can do to really make the team feel like a team. Um, so making sure you inject some fun in there and then also doing things that maybe, maybe you're having a call that's not just about a meeting. It's about, you know, you've heard people talk about having happy hours in the evening. And that sounds silly, but but people are getting a lot of value from that, and it replaces some of the water cooler talk that that you don't get. Mm -hmm. um, but I'd say that the biggest thing to, to, for employers to think about right now is to recognize that their people are nervous um, as things open up. Although you know, the last week or so, it looks like I'm, I'm in Texas and and our, our cases have gone up, so I'm, yeah. I'm a little worried we're going to take a step back. But people are starting to, as they think about going back to work, what's going to happen with their kids? What's going to happen with their pets that have gotten used to being around? And, and if they've got at-risk parents or anything with them, all those things create additional stress and hardship. And we just need to make sure that we're, we're taking that into account as we, uh, as we make our plans for the future. I was talking to someone yesterday who said, you know, like the first three weeks of having to work from home, it was really hard. And building up that separation between you know, work life and personal life and trying not to work all hours of the day. I mean, I'm sure if you did a survey, you would see that employees were working an average of, you know, three more hours, probably, I would I would guess a day, just because you're not having to commute, you kind of wake up, wander into the room, maybe you only take a shower and put on real clothes when you are going to have a zoom call. And that's going to be a big change to, you know, when people are back in the office and you're having to have that routine, having to drop the kids off, having to get up at a certain time, get dressed every day, there will be some employers who decide, though, that maybe it's not worth it. Real estate is quite expensive, commercial real estate especially. Um, what are you seeing trend-wise on that end? Are some companies going to make this new form of work permanent? Yeah, that, that, definitely. Uh, you know, everyone is going to be a little bit different and they're going to have to decide on their own personal situation, what makes sense. But I can tell you from our perspective, you know, we're a, we're a technology services firm that focuses almost solely on our culture. And we traditionally didn't like work from home all the time simply because we wanted people to be together and to build rapport. But what we found is that people really enjoy being able to let the cable guy in. And so I think for us personally, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna move to a two to three days a week work from home situation. Um, so that people can get used to it. But with your point earlier about 
people not having the difference, a difference in, in, in work and, and home time, you know, a lot of people, especially ones that don't have a great setup for working from home, they're sitting in, on the sofa, they're sitting in their bed working, and then when work is over, they're sitting in the exact same spot watching a movie. Yeah. That transition yeah. that they're normally used to is important. And, um, and they're missing that. So all that stuff has to be taken into account as people put that long-term plan together. But no question about it, there's going to be some work-from-home time as we move forward into, into the next weeks and months. We're talking to workplace culture analyst uh, Joe Patterson. Um, I want to ask one more question before we let you go, and that is cities. Cities like New York, for example, even Los Angeles, you know, who really thrive because Everything is located there. Everyone works there. The headquarters of every major company, or at least the financial headquarters, is there. Um, and now you're talking about cities who, you know, New York specifically, I think they said 40% of the people who are normal full-time residents of, let's just say Manhattan, for example, are now somewhere else. What's the incentive to come back? Do you think it will? Uh, I think that's a, that's a great question. I don't, I, there's no way it can come back the way that it is. I mean, there's a lot of business sense in allowing people not to live in expensive areas like that. You heard uh, Facebook is another one that, that popped up recently and a lot of their employees work in, in Silicon Valley and it's very expensive to live there as well. And, and they're, they're using that as an advantage to be able to hire people from all over the country uh, and not have to pay Silicon Valley wages. So, um, you know, I, I think it's going to be an interesting test case because we've never, I mean, six months ago, certainly didn't realize this would even be something we'd get to learn. But I think watching the migration away, I mean, people moving back in with their parents even, um, I think that we're just going to have to sort of sit back and, and, and watch. But again, there's no question that it's going to change permanently. It's just how much of that change is going to actually happen in the, in the near term versus long. Well, and you're giving them a little bit too much credit, Joel, because it's more people going to their parents' vacation home and calling that a work-from-home location. Yeah. So it's happening. Joel Patterson. Yeah, that's not all bad, is it? Yeah, it's not all bad at all, you know? Anyway, thanks for your time. The Rush Morning Update is brought to you by Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Book your next traveling party at LuxuryLimoOfLafayette.net. In Los Angeles, an off-duty LAPD cop paid for his Starbucks Frappuccino with his credit union debit card. That alerted the staff to his profession. When he was halfway through his drink, the officer reportedly reached in and pulled out a soggy tampon. And investigation's underway. Anybody found responsible for putting the feminine hygiene product in his frappuccino will be charged with felony food tampering. Meanwhile, in Washington, a group of protesters were caught on video verbally abusing police officers. One demonstrator happened to be white, repeatedly called a black officer a piece of excrement. He screamed that the black cop was part of the effing problem, called him the N-word. When he warned he was too close to the officer, the protesters said it was his First Amendment right to get in the cop's face and to verbally abuse him. Meanwhile, Black Lives Matter activist Sean King is calling for statues of Jesus Christ to be taken down because he says they are a form of white supremacy. He's also demanding that stained glass windows depicting white Jesus and his European mother and their white friends be removed because they are tools of oppression and racist propaganda. Uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, you are in America. This is what leftists are doing to your country. This is what this is what people are letting happen. A bunch of insane lunatics.
Folks, it is once again my privilege to join Mahindra in honoring those who have so bravely served our country. It's time for the seventh annual Mahindra Military Salute Giveaway. To celebrate our Independence Day, the 4th of July, we will randomly select one deserving service member to receive a new Mahindra 4540 four-wheel drive tractor. It's a real deal. Tough as nails. Compact utility tractor with an impressive loader and three-point lift capacities. So help us find a brave American to receive this rugged Mahindra. To nominate somebody who is active duty or a veteran of the military, and to get official rules, visit RushLimbaugh.com and look for the Mahindra Military Salute Giveaway. Thanks to Mahindra, the official tractor of tough. And God bless all of you who protect our freedom. Take advantage of rock-bottom prices and test drive a Mahindra today at Longlinay Tractor in Abbeville. Or visit LonglinayTractor.com. That's longlinetractor. This is Acadiana's home for breaking news and weather. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on. I'm Elizabeth McDonald, and this is the Fox Business Report. People are continuing to lose their jobs, and another 1.48 million people were filing for unemployment benefits last week. There have now been 47 million people filing for benefits over 12 weeks. Though the number of people continuing to receive benefits is 19.5 million, a sign some people are returning to work. The gross domestic product for the first three months of the year declined 5%, which was expected. There's a sign that some businesses may be seeing improvement. Durable goods orders for expensive manufacturing things rose 15.8% in May, a better reading than expected. Macy's is cutting 3,900 corporate and management jobs. It's part of a company restructuring. Macy's says it'll be a smaller company in the future, though it says the reopening of stores is going well. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Coselda, invested in you. Your employees and customers have new expectations when it comes to cleanliness. Cintas has the products and services you need to feel prepared. A trained Cintas technician can apply disinfectant and sanitizer spray to common surfaces. And we'll keep you well stocked with gloves, face masks, hand sanitizer, and disinfectant wipes, professional cleaning supplies, and PPE. Just a few ways Cintas can help you keep your business safe. Visit Cintas.com and get ready. Uh -huh. All right, hey, it's raining really hard outside right it now. It's terrible. But we figured we'd uh, kick off your pre-Friday with little Garth Brooks because, <laughs> you know, yesterday was the three-year anniversary of my interview with Garth Brooks. Yes. He even We played it on the show. He was the coolest guy, and uh, it started off the big weekend, you know, five shows right. over two weekends. Can you believe it? Anyway, you know, we're your friends, and we're in low places, so <laughs> we just wanted to remind you. You got us. Make it a great Thursday.
Blaming all of my roots I showed up in boots And ruined your blind tie affair The last one to know The last one to show I was the last one you thought you'd see there And I saw the surprise And the fear in his eyes When I took his glass of champagne I toasted you, said, honey, we may be thrilled, but you'll never hear me complain. Cause I got friends in all places where the whiskey drowns and the beer chases my blues away. Everything's alright I'll just say goodnight And I'll show myself To the door Hey, I didn't mean To cause a big scene Just give me an hour And then Well, I'll be as high As that ivory tower Free KPL News app in the App Store and Google Play. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the KPL News app. Now the headlines from the KPL News Center. Right now, a heavy thunderstorm, 78 degrees. I'm Bernadette Lee. More steep losses in the job market. Fox's Jenny Casola says... 
The number only declined slightly from the previous week. People continue to lose their jobs and another 1.48 million people were filing for unemployment benefits last week. There have now been 47 million people filing for benefits over 12 weeks. Though the number of people continuing to receive benefits is 19.5 million, a sign some people are returning to work. Some companies are hiring after states reopened. Others are still cutting jobs. The gross domestic product for the first three months of the year declined 5%, which was expected. There's a sign some businesses may be seeing improvement. Durable goods orders for expensive manufactured things rose 15.8% in May, a better reading than expected. Ginny Cosola, Fox News. The Acadiana region outpacing other regions in the state in new COVID-19 cases, with younger demographics being the most problematic age group. Thieves broke into a popular Lafayette restaurant early Wednesday morning. All of it caught on camera. They Started at Hot Food Express, then broke into a couple of gaming machines near the entrance of the restaurant. The owner said that it is the money from these machines often used to help feed the homeless in Lafayette. A portion of the money even goes to supporting St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Mostly cloudy skies by the afternoon with a 60% chance for some widely scattered showers starting at about lunchtime today. We'll see those highs get up to around 86 degrees in the afternoon, feeling a little bit warmer than that. Wind's going to be coming from the south at about 10 miles an hour. Overnight lows down in the mid-70s tonight, breaking that wet pattern here tonight with hazy skies for Friday and Saturday. Rain chances running a little bit lower for the end of the week and the start of the weekend. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, 78 degrees here at the KPL Studios. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. Little checking traffic. Fender Bender, Brentwood Boulevard at Arlette Drive. That's Brentwood Boulevard at Arlette. Make sure you're buckling up, keeping it safe out.